What's going on, everybody? Uh, welcome to another episode of Woke. It's your boy, Aaron. Got another good episode for you today here. I got four guests on the show. Um, give it up for Andrew. What's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome back to the show. As always, my wonderful co-host, I'm just going to label him that now, Jeffrey. What's up? And Co-host? And the, a special addition to the show. from and under the third th- co-host who shows up when he wants to. Oh, okay. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The third co-host who shows up when he wants to. The lovable guest. Everyone, please give it up for Joe from Unfiltered Brother. The and pirate. Yeah. <laughs> yo, yo, yo. We're going to talk about that, too. Captain <laughs> Joe Tony. That's it. I hate y'all. <laughs> I got to stop agreeing to stuff. <laughs> I got to stop being y'all friends. <laughs> I'm trying. Hey, I'm trying. hey, just so y'all know, Joe already said that he's going to replace me and Jeffrey soon with better friends. Yeah, he's been said that. Yeah. I don't know. Jeffrey be all right, but when Jeffrey gets around you... <laughs> That man be a problem. <laughs> You're the problem. The problem. <laughs> it just depends on what direction you want the chaos to go. See? No. Yeah, that's fair. I can't stand that man. It's okay, though. It's but you time. know what you can stand? <laughs> New merch from Child Lake Clothing. Everybody um, definitely check out my sponsor at Child Lake Clothing. That's C-H-A-L-E. Got new merch out for the summer. Got swim chunks. Got shorts that they brought back. I definitely go cop you a shirt. And if you're looking to use my discount, definitely DM me on Instagram at underscore lens15. I will give you my code so you can get 15% off any merchandise. Once again, that is Chale Clothing, C-H-A-L-E Clothing. Look them up on Instagram, Facebook, and their website. So topic for today. I don't have a drum roll. Um, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Jeffrey. You are. That'll do, Jeffrey. That'll do. <laughs> The topic for today is what is black culture? Now, I've been waiting to do this episode um, just because there is multi layers and facets to this conversation. I know, like, this is a little bit more of a serious topic. Joe, you missed a fun episode. Sorry, fuck you. Um, I know. Here it comes. Here comes the sigh. Your bodyguards are here. Yeah. 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 I hate you guys. <laughs> we know. We know. But basically, um, I do want to have this conversation just because I appreciate everyone's input on this conversation. And recently, I've been listening to a lot of content describing what culture is, especially with everything going on right now, um, like with YSL, with the Rico cases, other conversations I've heard, like on podcasts, um, just to bring the topic to my platform and just have it. So to kick it off, I'm going to ask everybody first, what is black culture? So anyone can go first. It doesn't matter. Well, let's, let's not have the mixed guy go first. You stay over there. I'm black as hell. Don't you talk about Sabrina. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Big sad. No, go ahead, yo. You call your mom. Yeah, big sad. yeah she hates it. <laughs> I'm going to have a grandkid call her. It's funny because now when you smile, he smiles. Just so y'all know, we do have other guests in the studio today for like a little live studio show. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Uh, one of them is my bodyguard. You know what I'm saying? Big Draco. You know. <laughs> not the gun noise. But go ahead, Joe. Go ahead. Oh, I'm not going first with this. No, okay, Andrew. Which, Andrew, you know what? Mm-hmm. Andrew, you go ahead first. <laughs> Since you haven't been here for a real like serious conversation in a minute, you go ahead and first you spark it. So what is black culture to you? All right, well... I guess to me, black culture is basically stuff that black people do that just kind of like enhances society in a in a certain way. Sometimes it sometimes it can be good, sometimes it can be bad because regardless, whatever we do, it becomes associated with who we are, whether it be the good things or the bad things. Right. I'm gonna give you a different security guard named Dwayne. Your, your name is Abdullah today. 
something like tough, Abdullah, Michelle, Blazer, something like that. Mm. <laughs> Bors, try that. Bors. <laughs> you stupid. Um, good response, Andrew. Um, Jeffrey or Joe, whoever wants to respond next. Joe, I'm mixed, Joe, so I can't go. Oh yeah, he's go mixed. Ahead. Yeah, he's mixed. Joe. I'm not gonna gatekeep. No, I'm, I'm not gonna. You already I'm not gonna gatekeep black Joe, culture. Speak on. I'm not gonna gatekeep. Give me the authentic answer, Joe. <laughs> I mean, I, I completely agree with bro. Said like it definitely. Um, it definitely like it's you know it's like good in the bad. Like I definitely associate like with hip hop, hip hop R and B, jazz. That's like black culture for sure. Um, I just think like when you talk about black culture. Mm. <clears throat> what do you like mean? Because I mean, right. we're, we're at an age now like you could go back to like the 90s or the 80s, mm-hmm. you know, and you could talk about like black culture being like, you know, that hip hop thing and then everything like that. But I think black culture always seems to change over the years. You know what I mean? Because like at one point, no, it was agree. baggy jeans, baggy fits. You know, but now it's like skinny jeans, skinny fits. But now it's like you can literally wear whatever you want. And you'd be like, I, I like that fit. That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, all right. Know, <laughs> man, we're not going to keep this thing going all night. All night. <laughs> Watch the Proud family. Yeah, please. But like, yeah, please. you know, like I think, um, but you know, it's like I was, um, I was listening to something that Denzel was saying in one of his interviews, you know, talk. I forgot what movie it was, but I think it was Fences. Mm-hmm. And I think that the director or producer of that was black. Yes. And they were like, basically, why did they have a black producer or director during that? And they and Denzel basically was like, there are things in black culture that white producers and directors don't get. Like, um, his, his, his example was like a flat iron, mm-hmm. like the smell and everything like that, like how it is to actually have it touch your hair and stuff like that. And Or, I mean, I I'm pretty sure like everybody has in this room has went to church right and then that 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 anxiety of you your mother getting you up and ready for church and you not mm. being on time yeah i mean i like it was <laughs> like so it's, was doing that to us. oh like i, don't, I remember like, begin, don't start, don't start be, be getting ready to go to the holiest place on mm. the planet and and you got cussed out by what seemed like the most unholiest person <laughs> in the world yeah. she would serve us cream of wheat at the house and stop at biscuitville on the way to get herself something to church, and I was already mad at that. I was like, it's over. Cream, <laughs> cream of yeah, wheat. I don't, I don't Hold on, that. first of all, what you about to say? What do you mean? What you got against cream of wheat? I mean, never mind. Nothing. I just want to know, just... <laughs> <laughs> know your opinion. I'm bringing a gun. <laughs> I, I was just. All I was going to say was uh, watch out for that court behind you. That's um, all you were going to say. That boy, boy <laughs> shut the whole podcast off. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been hurt. But all I was going to say, like, cream of wheat, I just don't like it. That's it. I just Same, oh, no, I agree. I really? like grits better than cream of wheat. Same. Grits? Yes. Grits yeah, is but it's all gritty. We can come back to that. Really? I might say. Hold, hold on. How y'all have y'all grits, though? Butter. Mm-hmm. And salt. Oh, I knew I didn't like Jeffrey. You don't like salt in your grits? Oh, I do sugar. I don't mind salt in my grits. I mean, I yeah, push. I do sugar. I personally like. You eat oatmeal, nigga. Oh, I hate oatmeal. <laughs> but that's the thing. That's lumpy. I love oatmeal, though. Really? I, I love oatmeal. I, rather I just can't oatmeal. get past the texture of oatmeal. I can't get past the texture of oatmeal. This is the blackest conversation. Like, <laughs> hey, while we're having, a, while we're having, we're having a, a conversation about black culture. culture. What do you think, Jeffrey? I mean, honestly, I think the. I was thinking about this because Aaron mentioned it to me yesterday, and I think that anybody who can tell you exactly what it is doesn't know exactly what it is because yeah. it's such a constantly changing, like even if you go mm-hmm. generationally, right? Like I can talk to my grandma and hear about different things where she had to walk to school and had bottles thrown to her and just that 
keeping your head up type mentality was a big part of black culture at that point of mm-hmm. don't let everybody see you sweat like you got to keep moving through and I think that's still you know in effect part of our generation but I think we've moved in different ways but if I really had to quantify it in some kind of terms I would say we as the black community weave the cultural fabric of this nation Woo. That's the best way I can say it. Yeah, you just jogged my memory, too, of a, a statement um, I wanted to bring up. That too. boy is a co-host. I told you. Hey, you keep on messing around. He's going to be host-host. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that boy is killing the game. Fine. You pay me, I'll be there. That's fine. That boy is killing it. Don't, um, don't, don't let them treat you like a different world treated Lisa Bonet. Nah. That was, hey, that bro, was Brandon, good. get out of here. <laughs> hey, you know what? For real, for real. The 90s and early, like late 80s, bro, they would get somebody up out of there so fast. I will mm. never forget them. Bro, no, you're not gonna kick me out. <laughs> don't look, Joe. Don't it's so, it's so intimidating. <laughs> but like Aunt Viv, like being replaced on Fresh Prince. Mm-hmm. Oh, Aunt Viv being replaced on Fresh Prince, like that was like, I was like, bro, they would get somebody out there and be like, what happened to him? I mean, there was in Family Matters. They let the little sister go upstairs. Yep. 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 I was like, and they just and they just moved the show on. That's black culture. Yeah, yeah. Somebody out our lives without a second thought. Hey, you gotta go. You're not years for a Um, we it's it's like when we look at what is black culture. I'm also gonna bring up a statement I heard from a um a black woman because she couldn't be here, but I did want her perspective. Oh yeah. Yeah, just because they're, they're, they're damn sure a part of it. And she, I'm going to tell you about what she said in a little bit. But for me, black culture, I don't know what specifically it is. Like Jeffrey said, basically a little bit what everyone has said, we need to define what black culture is. And really? You think so? Do I think so? Mm-hmm. To an extent, yes. Wow. Just because when, we, when other people want to do something for black culture, like white people listening to hip hop or white people or non-people of color or anybody who's not black wants to do something that involves us, some of us get mad because they don't understand our culture. Mm-hmm. So now when that <clears> happens, <throat> we have to explain it. But if we can't explain it to them, why are we mad that they don't get it if we don't get it? You see what I'm saying? Uh, and, and, to, and, and to, yeah. to kind of add on to that also that kind of like the flip side when there are some black people that want to partake in things that most black mm-hmm. people wouldn't think of as black, but mm-hmm. as as Jeffrey said, like black people really do influence the culture of this country. He's so right. we have... We put our foot in damn near everything. Mm-hmm. Like if there are black people that if there are black people that like to listen to country music, there mm-hmm. are black country singers out there. there like are. we sh- shape the way that Call the- Anderson if he wants a recommendation. Exactly. Mm-hmm. There are there are black rock stars. One of the best examples of a black rock star is, Pr- is Prince. Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. <coughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. So it's like Hell, Elvis it, got his moves from, from watching exactly. Black people, so mm-hmm. exactly. Yep. So it's it's one of those things where it's like. Before we get to the masses of it, I think that we need a clear-cut definition of what it is, but it's hard because there is no one definition. But not only that, though, I have to disagree slightly, only because... Oh, <laughs> <shut> <laughs> <up>. <laughs> Only because I think that the moment you tell somebody, when you clearly define to someone what you are, mm-hmm. you're also telling them what you're not. That's true. And you're putting yourself out of another area that you could be in. So that, I think no, that's that fair. it's very difficult. I think when you, if you say, yeah, we're rap music and we're good cooking and we're just... Then they're going to be like, oh, so you guys don't know how to be scientists. Yeah. And it's like, well, no, that's us too. And then you keep having to add because there's not really mm-hmm. one specific definition. And I think anybody who tries to, it, like, if we try to define it, we'd have to write a fucking 20 novel mm-hmm. set of books. Like, But, yeah, and that, but that and also you got to realize, too, is that when you're talking about black culture, and I'm assuming you're talking about African-American. Yes, not African. There's no, because I can't speak on African culture because yeah, exactly. I'm not African. And I think that's the conversation about cultural appropriation. It's like kind of what you're gearing towards. Mm-hmm. But you can't really culture appropriate a, a 
culture and race has always been culturally appropriated. Like we have always been at pillar moments in society and evolution and everything like that with regards to technology, with the, with regards to how people think, with regards to movements. We have always been pivotal there. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, you'll notice that we're either made to seem like we're in the background mm-hmm. or we're made to seem like we weren't there at all. Right. And the reason I go on this tangent is because you can go to an Asian person and you can ask them, what are your cultural, what's your cultural identity? Right. You know, what is what are these things that you have that make you Asian? Like, what is some things that, that has been passed down generation to generation? And I think, first off, a lot of African-Americans, we don't have that because yeah. our culture started when we got here. Right. And then our culture was built and, like, built upon pain, trauma, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Then we spent years trying to break those habits. So I don't really think, like, I think it's that's why it's such a gray area when it comes to it and i think that that's I no i don't disagree with that at all um but but the point i was trying to make is because andrew knows recently a young lady did a documentary here on being black at a pwi mm-hmm. and her message was that it's just always hard but the title of it was an experience mm-hmm. so i was trying to basically break it down to her because we're in the same major from a perspective of someone who doesn't look at this, this is going to look like this place is just shit to black people. Mm-hmm. It's not going to look like there's an experience because you have Jeffrey who has experience, me who had my experience, Andrew had his experience, all different experiences, but we can all tell you Longwood did give us something. Mm-hmm. It wasn't easy, but some of the comments there, and one specifically was how can, like, for example, Longwood basically help aid and show black culture. Mm-hmm. Black culture here at Longwood isn't just MPAC. You know, Angela's a member of Alpha Phi Alpha. Mm-hmm. Longwood co- isn't just that. Longwood isn't just Jeffrey who held positions as an RA as well in other organizations that he was. It Presidents wasn't... of a few organizations for anybody who wants to know. <laughs> <laughs> my, that's my dog. That's him. <laughs> and, like, same thing with me. Like, someone who was in a black student association, that isn't just what I did. I did other things, too. I'm also involved in my community here. Mm-hmm. So it's like... I, this is where that's what I was trying to say, but I completely agree with Jeffrey. Like, if you access this one thing, we tell you this one thing. Now we got to keep adding to it. But it's like where I'm going now, transitioning the conversation to. It's like we often hear that we're not a monolith, but yet we have people who dictate what black is, and therefore, to me, that sounds like it's a monolith. So, like for example, like the Russ and um, Future thing, calling Russell Wilson a square. He is a square in the black community. Like without the money, without the fame, no, he, he he's a square in the black community. No, no, he he and and I, and he's I think a, no, he's a square overall. Like, <laughs> but, but there's nothing wrong with like, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah, I think that um, make your point first. And I think it's just like to kind of add on to what Aaron was saying. It's just like just like the way that black men are viewed within the black community, comparing that to a guy like Russell Wilson with what he's doing. Of course, he would be called out and be seen as square just because he's not, just because he's not a typical nigga. If we're being honest, he's not acting like a typical nigga, and for him to do stuff like that—that that is beyond what some black men like are either capable or just choose not to do. Whatever the case may be, they're instantly going to call that out. And it is, and honestly, he had a similar experience with, with seeing something like that today at work because. So at at the school there's like there was this new girl that came to the school and and she she's smart honestly like she had, she hadn't been here for like any of the lessons and yet she got to be on her test while most of the other um students in the third grade were failing. So she's already smart. She 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 got her shit together to be honest. And some of the girls in my class to be frank they're they're jealous of her and they're already trying to start drama with her and 
and I said, and I, I even said to them, I was like, I said to all of them, I was like, that they, they're the ones that have a problem with you. you isn't, you're not the problem. They have a problem. They're just insecure. And it's like those quote-unquote white characteristics aren't white characteristics. Because I remember seeing a video, and it was like an educator. This was like back in the 70s or the 80s, I think. I think it was the 70s. And he was telling his, kid, his kids, like, okay, well, what's white? And they were like, oh, smart, goes to college, um, talks proper. And he was like, oh, so what's black? He was like, basically, he was making the point of, like, we talk about black in a lesser light than white. And it, it was an interesting video. I forgot, like, what it was. I think you've seen it, Andrew. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was one of those things, it's like, what I'm talking to is, like, that's unfortunately how some people shape our culture and make it seem like it's a monolith. Like, yo, like, you got to wear Jordans. Like, you got to act like a nigga, be like a nigga. You ain't no nigga. Like, that, that's... That's what it is, and it's like for some people, I don't think that's what it is, but they put us in this box, but yet say we're not a monolith, and so like that gets confusing to me. You know, what I'm saying? like if you see what I'm trying to say, I can explain it differently. No, oh no, I was I didn't want to interrupt. I mean, oh no, no, I agree with you. I think I was going to say something similar to the point of I don't think we can move forward until we as black people stop gatekeeping black culture from other black people. Mm-hmm. Because how does that look? We see, you know, if you look at other minorities, races, you know, majorities, whatever you want to call. It, um, a lot of them within their cultures, for example, if you take Asian culture or Chinese culture, for example, mm-hmm. it's very tight knit. Like you don't go against it. You make sure you defend the core of it at all times. Whereas, you know, we sometimes tear each other down and tell each other, oh, well, you're not black enough or you're not this or you're not that. And every experience, just like you're saying, is different. And so you can't really like I can't judge my experience compared to Joe's because we went two different paths. So mm-hmm. I think everybody tries to say this is what it is. And then. In saying that, you're trying to tell someone else that their experience is invalidated. So I think right. that's where it just gets messy, in my opinion. You was gonna say something, Joe? What are you thinking? No, no, no. I just, I really just don't want to interrupt because I'm about to go on a tangent. Go ahead. This is the floor is yours. All right. So Support I agree with you all, but then also wholeheartedly disagree too. In that same token, it's like literally fifty-fifty. <laughs> yeah, I know. why is it 50-50? Because it's like I do well, see what y'all were talking about, like whole. Because you mean like I'll, I'll give you one of the most uh, famous ones that everybody has, uh, anime. Like, because that's like one of my favorite things of all time, mm-hmm. next to big booty bitches. <laughs> <laughs> but no, 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 no. So growing up, and it's so weird now. Growing up as someone that watched anime. You were talked about. You were like, oh, you're weird, blah, 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 X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're like, look down upon. And this is was the this was the most crucial timing of a child's development is those social networking things you do in high school. Because it pretty much shapes how you move for the rest of your life, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the biggest thing I learned was to be an individual. Mm-hmm. You can you can like anime and whatever else you like. You can like Jordans and whatever else you like. I mm-hmm. think the problem isn't so much as as much as we gatekeep our culture. I think it's the matter of just like with any different culture, if you're not doing what what we think that you should be doing, it's a problem. But that's not just a problem in the black community. Mm-hmm. That's a problem with Asian communities because yeah. it's like a lot of I don't like I like a lot of Asian communities um that's a fair they make it seem like Oh, you got to do this. You got to do that. Blah blah blah. And these, like, there are kids from our generation now that's coming out and like, no, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. And they're going against their parents. Mm-hmm. So now they're being ostracized. And you know, it's the same thing with us to an, like a lesser extent on a more social level. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's like this is what I always tell people: 
with regards to like going back to the young lady that you were speaking on um, that made the documentary. Right. When you tell somebody your experience, mm -hmm. explain that's your experience. Right. So that way you will never get nothing taken away from your experience. Right. Because I'm going to say this, and I mean no offense to no one, women are crazy. So her experience <laughs> as a black woman on campus <laughs> is probably completely different as us as a black man on campus. To clarify yeah, yeah, what yeah. you're saying real quick, you're yeah. not saying women are crazy and that's why she's having the experience. You're saying she's experiencing things with other females exactly. different than and, male right. experience with males. Exactly. Okay. Right, and Joe, before you continue, like a little context here, like Longwood University is a predominantly female campus. Yeah. It, oh, is, yeah. it is like 70% female. Oh, yeah. It is 70%. Male culture the culture <laughs> exactly. Like, for example, I, I, I would want to give no. a little more context. Like, for example, real quick, one of the girls who was being interviewed, she's a bitch, but um, she is. She's got horrible attitude. She's a bitch. One girl who was being interviewed, she was talking about how she feels... Yeah, I, I don't care. I graduate and I'll say what the fuck I want. Um, I only call you bitches because I don't know your name. Oh, no, I know Can't her wait. name. But unfortunately, <laughs> this is going to sound really fucked up. I'd rather call a bitch than her name. I'm sorry. But you really don't like this person. No, I don't. You really sound like a pimp named Slipman right now. Thank you. Thank say you. the whole <laughs> thing. Say the whole thing. It's I'm a, it's a masculinity. A toxic masculinity. masculinity. Yeah, misogyny. Fold and yeah. fold. <laughs> but basically, <laughs> basically, what she did was she was talking about how she's a minority on campus. I said, no, you're not. I say you're a woman. Like, it's more black women here than black men. I'm the minority on Longwood's campus. Mm -hmm. okay. You're not. And she was like, what are you talking about? I'm a black woman. Yes, but you know how many black women there are? Look at the sororities here, the MPAC sororities. That shows you right there versus the fraternities. It's literally five people here from the fraternities versus like 17 for sororities. Mm -hmm. So that's like one little example. But realistically, no, like look at our sports teams. Look at our majors. Like you all outweigh black men here. So no, you're not a minority. You're also in the compass of women. Now, black women, even still, you're more of a minority than we are because it's only a couple of black Give men. Give my here. man a mic. What you want to say, Dwayne? No, go ahead. Slide in my goal. Slide. Mm -hmm. Be careful with it. Don't fuck up my sound. Slide, bro. <laughs> hey, um, hey, everyone. How you doing? Um, so going on with the, you know, she, you know, being a minority, mm -hmm. quote unquote, on campus. Um, I think I'm not trying to give her any credit, but like, she's taking her being a minority outside of campus. Mm -hmm. See, like being a like gen generally a minority, you know, in society. Versus putting yourself in an enclosed gap, you know, and just like, hold on, I got gas. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, she's making a mistake saying that she's a minority on campus because she's just, like, generally a minority. Mm -hmm. That doesn't make any, you know, fucking sense at all. Yeah. But, but to her, it was invalidating. And that's right. the, not what I basically, to Joe's point, that's not what I was trying to do. Like, no, your experience is your experience. So she's the same one that made the documentary? No, no, no. She okay, was interviewed. I'll tell you about the one who made the documentary later. But continue point joining the take over, Joe. Mm -hmm. But no, I was, you know, I was just basically saying, like, you know, she's just generalizing herself being black, mm -hmm. you know, over being a woman. Mm -hmm. You know, both are, you know, minorities in general society. Yeah. But being Longwood as a campus itself, you know, is very demeaning just to say that oh she's a minority just because you know outside world the outside world says she is mm -hmm. but like you know you go here you know all you see is you know black women over here black women over there and just women over here women over there you know when she got to see herself as a woman mm -hmm. first and being black in mm -hmm. terms of trying to be a minority right then you got yourself Aaron mm -hmm. you a black man mm -hmm. for one is hardly any man 
here. Mm-hmm. And for two, it's hard to get a black man. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when on the scale of being a minority, you have to put yourself as being a black person mm-hmm. than a man. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, there are less, you know, black men here than white men. Mm-hmm. So, in terms, bit stupid. All right. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just, don't, don't boycott Unfiltered Brothers. I have nothing to do with woke. <laughs> I know, boycott Unfiltered Brothers. Joe don't ever be there. Derek got to do all the... I was playing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm lucky. Nobody knows. Anyway, go ahead. But um, now continue. Back to my no, earlier point was I think that this guy's hilarious. <laughs> I think my earlier point is this. I think that when you talk about, I choose my words very wisely. Mm-hmm. When you talk about being a woman, mm-hmm. and then talk about being a black woman, mm-hmm. it's a lot of baggage there. Yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot going on with the black community as a whole, as in where we fit in this picture now mm-hmm. and where we want to be. Then you have the conversation about the black woman. Yeah. And I think that this conversation is one that as black men, we just need to take ourselves out of. Because I'm going to tell you one of the biggest things that I learned. You're not going to learn anything until you are ready to learn it and accept it. Mm-hmm. And I think that this is, I think that as a, as a reality now that we are having as this cultural renaissance that we're having now. Because, I mean, I just see, like, going back to, like, Longwood's culture, I mean, I went to a PWI. Like, ODU is predominantly white. Like, there is black people. There is black people there, of course. And, I mean, but you also have to realize we have a bigger campus. Mm -hmm. So, and the other notion of that is when we started hanging out, black people started hanging out you know, in certain areas, blah, 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 X, Y, and Z. Because, you know, like, you you, you know, you can catch the vibes there and everything like that. Right. Now, we never stopped going to areas, like, I, don't, I hate for it to sound, like, segregated. But, you know, like, we didn't go to white frats parties and stuff like that. I mean, we had fraternity brothers that was black, and they were in white fraternities, and then we would go to parties. Mm-hmm. But we would never go out the way to go over there because mm-hmm. it wasn't, like, there was no need for us to go over there. Right. Because you could tell that we weren't wanted over there at times. So you learn to navigate this world. And I think that's the thing that um, I think a lot of people are getting frustrated with, a lot of black people are getting frustrated with. They're tired of maneuvering the world like this. Like, mm-hmm. we feel like we should be able to walk into a situation, black and whatever, and then just be perfectly comfortable in our skin wherever we are. But that's not the case. That's not reality. Like, we're not accepted. Like, we are, I hate to say it, but, like, we are one of the most hated races, like, in the world. And it's it's reality. Like, because at the end of the day, we don't fit in anywhere. And I think that's why we don't have culture. Is because at the end of the day, we don't really have a place to call our own. So at the end of the day, we don't need to really come up with the culture because we are the culture. Mm-hmm. Like, black people are just vibes. And I think wherever you see black people that accept their blackness, but then accept the fact that... But what is blackness, though? It's just the color of your skin, the reality of okay. the situation that you're in. No, 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 like, that's fair. That's yeah, yeah, like, like the fact that, yeah, we are looked down upon in certain situations. Yeah, we are sitting back and our situations are harder than other races and stuff like that for, like, certain people and everything like that. Some of us are blessed with the fact that we have people in our lives that put us in higher positions. And some of us have literally struggled from the bottom and made it to where we are now. Mm-hmm. That is all black culture. But I think that the, the biggest problem that we have is that... We look at somebody that has something or has a different opinion or or experience than us, and we're like, oh, nah, bro, that's that's not right. 
Mm-hmm. You can't you can't tell me that my experience is right. No, I didn't grow up in the hood. Mm-hmm. No, I didn't grow up in the city. But I'm still a black man in the world. I still suffer with the same things that you suffer with. I was just blessed enough to have people and things preparing me for this journey. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where you see that's where you see the real potential of African Americans coming to play. And that's what I, I I really just say like black people's culture is potential mm-hmm. because it's like when you take a black person out the box. When you take them out of that whole, oh, we got to be hood, we got to do this, we got to do that, they start doing things that are incredible. Like, I, I will always use RDC World as one of my favorite examples. Like That's fair. At the end of the day, I be watching, like, I just watched Hood Avatar, like, last night. No, the updated one? Well, the last one that came yeah, out. Yeah, that was good. And um, I was like, this is some hood shit. Like, all jokes aside, like, Avatar Last Amber is one of my favorite medias of all time, but... But there's some hood shit. Like, it's, mm-hmm. like, everything that they're saying is definitely probably what goes on in the hood. Mm-hmm. And then you're, like, putting it in a format that was the type of media that they utilize. And, like, they never use their blackness as a reason to gatekeep or limit themselves. Right. There are nothing but bottomless potential. So I think that with the young lady that made the documentary and interviewed people and stuff like that, you got to realize – I, but. It's not so much as black people, well, black people do do this, but the world does this now. We take opinions and experiences of other people. And we make it ours. And we make it ours. Yep. Yeah. And at the end of the day, like, that was that's, my problem with her documentary. But that's, like, yeah, like, at the end of the day, like, that's your opinion. And you are more than more entitled to your opinion. I I had friends that went to ODU with me, and they were like, this is the worst school mm-hmm. ever. Same and here. I was like, Same here. this yeah. is the best school ever. Like, if I could go through college all over again, I would. But, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like, but at the end of the day, it's like, that's your experience, mm-hmm. and you probably did have a bad time here, yeah. you know, but whatever. Like, yeah. it was like what Jeffrey was saying earlier about that whole, you go down different paths. Like, we could walk this path together, and even if we walk this path together, our experiences of that path could be completely different. Mm-hmm. Perfect case in point, Naruto and Sasuke. They literally were the same person, but Sasuke was like, I'm going to merc everybody that comes my way. And Naruto was like, eh, I had people to, you know, like, I had mm-hmm. people to love me, and I realized that, so I want to protect people. Yeah. It's all about, but they're both validated in their experiences. Right. The problem that people have is when they take opinions and experiences, they try to push it on to others, they try to make it a fact, and then they do some wild and shit based on your experience or opinion. Exactly. You can't, your actions aren't validating your opinion. You can't, like, if me and you got the argument right now whether Goku or Vegeta is stronger or if Jordan or LeBron is better, mm-hmm. we can have this argument all day. Right. But if you get up and punch me, your actions don't validate your opinion, mm-hmm. so you shouldn't, you know what I'm saying? That's mm-hmm. where you're wrong at. Mm-hmm. That's where the problem comes into play. Right. Because you can't get upset because I'm not, I'm not, first of all, I'm not walking around going to talk hood. I don't, I'm not going to do that. I'm Joe. That's who I am. I walk this earth as me. Mm-hmm. I understand completely what y'all said earlier about people like, especially us gatekeeping <laughs> black culture. Mm-hmm. But then I also realized like I'm sitting in this room with y'all right now and we're all black men in the same room. And all of us have different, like, you know, we're all different. Mm-hmm. Nobody in here is is at this stereotype. And I think that's the thing that we have to start realizing more. You're going to have a lot of closed-minded people in this world. Yeah. Black, white, Asian, African, etc. The people that I'm starting to focus more and more as I continue this journey is the people that are open-minded. Right. The people that can have these conversations. Right. And I think that's the thing. I, I honestly feel like the closed-minded people are just going to always be closed-minded. Like, you got people... You know, you got people all races going to be closed-minded, regardless of the fact. Mm-hmm. But I don't feel like we are. And I think that's where – I think we're the future. And that's, that's my tangent. I'm done. I got you. Go ahead, Jeffrey. 
you might have to phrase the next question, man. I, oh, no, I got you. Uh, basically, thoughts, so I don't know. Next, like, piggyback off of that, um, I'm going to get into the statement that one young lady told me when I asked her what black culture is. See. Don't fuck up the... I'm not, bro. I was just like, I'm too tall. Okay, all right, okay. Well, <laughs> I was right. kicking on the floor. But before we get <laughs> there... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't tell her. <laughs> we said what? Before we get back to the conversation, I would like to give another shout out to my sponsor at Chile Clothing. Um, definitely like check it out. Definitely don't hate on the ads, my brother. Don't hate on the ads. Um, definitely check it out. Hit me up for the promo code if you would like 15% off on my Instagram at underscore relentless15. It's all one word. I don't know why it can't be 25, but it's 15 because that's what I get is 15. But please check it out at Child Lake Clothing, C-H-A-L-E Clothing. Now, the next part, this is what I want. Me and Jeffrey talked about this for a little bit yesterday. But I asked um, a black woman. I told her, I said, can I get your help? And she was like, what's up? And I asked her, as a black woman, what is black culture to you? Mm-hmm. And her basis of it was, and... I want to, like, be correct when I talk about this. I don't want to, like, misconstrue anybody. I know, right? That's, that's my problem. I'm sorry. Basically, she said, she said, Jeffrey, Joe, you talking about me again? I, I thought we made up. No, bro. I said, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Breathe, Joe. Breathe. I apologize for talking during your podcast. <laughs> no, you can talk. I'm just fucking with you. But, um, oh, I, you may be, but some people are Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. As soon as this nigga leaves. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, um, it's going to get into the point I want Jeffrey to take the lead on. She basically said that um, because to me, black culture is everything but an enigma all the same. It's a complex combination of arts and lifestyles. Then she went on to say how black culture is so influential that it seems to stand on its own um, psychologically, emotionally, physically. Um but she ended it with black culture comes from black women. What do y'all think? Jeffrey, you first. Mm, well. <laughs> Don't grab the mic. <laughs> I think that every experience is valid, and I would agree that black women have done so much heavy lifting mm-hmm. on terms of black excellence and just, you know, expectation. I can look at the matriarchs in my family today who still demand the best and really want what's best for all of us and not just, you know, the males, not just for the females, but all the whole family and want us to have generational success. And so I've seen that in my day-to-day life. However, at the same time, I don't think we can discount what black men have done either. Mm -hmm. And so I think that, uh, you know, through no fault of her own, I think that's her subjective um, opinion. But I think that you can't really solely, I think the fact that we want to compare ourselves to each other in a situation that's just about loving our own culture is the problem, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I think the fact that we have to qualify that, you know, but black women have done the most, or black men have done the most more, or young black it's youth. It's like, like the same conversation about us going back and forth about gatekeeping black yeah. culture as a whole. Mm-hmm. It's crabs in a barrel mentality. And, and we I, just keep pulling and pulling and And pulling. honestly, I feel like a lot of the people who are quick to say such and such contributes more to the culture, or, or this, this group of people contributes more to the culture, the people that are saying that the most, I feel are often the times that aren't really contributing anything mm-hmm. to the culture. Yeah, they're just existing. They're just existing. Small I small like they're, like mm-hmm. they're, they're like they're like the watcher from what if all they're doing mm-hmm. is just observing. They're mm-hmm. not really you, doing much. You wanna know something interesting and I don't know why we always gotta have like this whole gatekeeping conversation. Because you know, let's take Future and Russell Wilson. <clears throat> two people that definitely Sierra has dated but and has children with two two totally different people. 
Mm-hmm. Right. But I think the the weird part about it is is that a lot of people don't consider Russell Wilson black culture. Yep. And I wholeheartedly do. I do. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, if I'm going to be a dad out here, I want to be Russell I'm Wilson. Gonna be Russell. If I was to have a dad, Ooh. it's going to be Russell. We oh, all absolutely. know Devontae future out here. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but he still, you saw he took side to get that goddamn haircut. <laughs> but nah, you know, it's, 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 it's crazy. Like, I can't contribute one gender or, or to equally like doing more for the culture than another gender. I'm going to say this. Now, I do feel like black men have dropped the ball with black women sometimes. Yes. With regards yeah, to us protecting them, with regards mm-hmm. to us defending them, with the with regards to us. I'm going to give a little pushback to that, but continue. But I also want to say this in the same token. If we take it back to slavery, right. the black man was broken a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And mentally, we were taught, in order to survive, shut your mouth. Don't say nothing. You don't want to get labeled the angry black man that ends up with you dead. So we've learned to stay quiet and walk away. Now, at that same time, some black women are like, we're too quiet. We need to stand up, blah, blah, blah. And I think it's a, it's a fair argument for both sides. Mm-hmm. But I'm also going to say that I feel like you can't contribute one side doing more than the other. And this is where, this is where I'm going to give pushback on that because I'm just speaking to the black women who endorse the mentality of I don't need you. I don't want your protection. Because there are black women who say that, but some of them are the same black women that get on black men for not doing that thing. So but it's I, like, what do you want? I think that's more or less like you got to realize that a lot of black women are independent and that we all got to be independent though we have, we adults no, 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 well no, no, when we get no. there. that's that's not what i'm saying what i'm saying is that when you got it goes back to that validating the experience thing yeah. their experience is i don't have a black man to defend me right but i've learned to be independent mm-hmm. but i'm gonna tell you that you need to do more because maybe for the next person you'll do more than what was done for me and i think that that conversation of independence it, it's that's trauma, bro. Like you can't, I can't, I can't. But I'm in, not responsible for your trauma, though. But you got to realize a lot of people aren't responsible for a lot of people's traumas. But you're you're gonna be the punching bag for it. A that's lot, bullshit. That happens, but that's that but respectfully though. That's bullshit. Though. That's reality though. Like that's you reality. Go, but you can go to two Walmart, things can be true at the same time. You can go to Walmart and you can get cussed out by the cashier because she had a long day. That's true. Mm-hmm. And you can be the punching bag for her in this moment of trauma for her. That doesn't validate yeah. her. Like I said, it goes back to wh- how your actions mm-hmm. go about, you know, your opinions and everything like that. That mm-hmm. doesn't validate her at all. But at that same breath, it's like you got to have empathy. That's why I say when you're walking around here and you're walking on this earth, when you talk about that conversation of love, mm-hmm. empathy and sympathy have to come into a play. And you got to be you got to be really in touch with yourself to realize, hey, this person over here is mad at me. For something that I didn't do as he smiles. <laughs> this person over here is mad at me and taking their frustrations out on me. I didn't do nothing to them. Mm-hmm. But right now, sometimes it's best to shut your mouth. And I'm, and I'm saying it's not right. I'm, no, I'm you're, you're I'm, not wrong. But it's just like, where does the line go? And that's the question I want that I ask like when it comes to this like especially like with this the whole cop of the state the whole start of like black holes dictated by black women and it's like no they definitely put their part into it so have black men so I feel like she's half correct and she's half wrong but from what you're talking about it's like so unfortunately I'm going to go to the extreme because sometimes the extreme is mm-hmm. reality that's reality, is, is yeah, reality. 
the black woman who takes all her frustrations out on that black man. Let's say Johnny Depp and um, Amber Heard. Oh, yeah. Black. So she had a rough day filming Aquaman, tire pop. Jeffrey, you funny as hell. I ain't saying <laughs> You know how that boy Jeffrey feel about it. But okay, let's make it like black people. Okay, like um, Amber. Oh, I, damn, I, I, I didn't even say Amber. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you see where I'm going no, with no, this. No, no, I get what so you're you, So I have to respect the fact and shut up the fact that your life has been hard. Now you take it out of me. Fuck that. That's bullshit. I Either just, way, though. Either way. But then that's just like. That, but I'm talking about the extreme, though. But no, no, no. Because I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to tell you. Yeah, facts on that. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you this. That's what love is. Love is. Then I don't want that. I'm not no, getting no, no, abused no, no, for love. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, love is you seeing a person for who they are and accepting that person for who they are. Now, Amber Heard and Johnny Depp, you want to use that example, that's two entitled as white people. I'm going to exclude them. Yeah. But what I will use is Denzel from Fences. Right. Has everybody seen that movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've I, I seen the movie and read the book. Okay. So, you know, in that movie, he ends up having an affair, blah, 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 treats Viola Davis like, like how he treated her in the end. Mm-hmm. But Viola Davis made that statement of, like, I stood with you this whole time. I had dreams and aspirations, too. And even in the end, after Denzel died, she still did right by him. Yeah. That's the conversation of, like, black women that we're talking about. Like, But not every black woman is Viola Davis, and not every black woman is Coretta Scott. But not every black man is Denzel, and exactly. not every black man yeah. is but it's like, But we got to stop putting black women in the light like they're Coretta Scott King. And we got to stop putting black women and black men in the light. Of like they're the most perfect being ever. Like no, they're both flawed. And we they gotta both have stop having such specific expectations yeah. from one another. That's people are people. We gotta. Yeah, people are people. Yeah. One of the biggest things we gotta do: stop putting people on pedestals. Like, yeah. Oh, of course. I, especially yeah. like now, I have like my personal favorite celebrities, but that more so stems from like their artistry and like yeah, the, yeah, content, yeah, exactly. the, con- the content they produce. But I don't ever get too caught up in their personal lives or whatever the exactly. case may be, because yeah. I don't ever try to look at them as like relationship goals or mm-hmm. whatever the case they're doing. Like Derek with Dirk and India. How he feel about that? You know, it's like all jokes about that. I think this is the funny part that uh, I had to say like a long time ago. Y'all do realize, like not you guys, but like people that are listening, celebrities are people. Yes. The same shit that happens behind celebrity doors are happening behind your cousin, your mama, your auntie, your uncles, your daddies, your sisters, your brothers. They're happening behind their doors. Your best friend, your worst enemy. Like literally, this shit is happening. It's just not publicized. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the very valid point. Yeah. You got to stop putting these people on pedestals. Right. Like, people are people. And mm-hmm. I think that's the conversation, like, you can't keep sitting back and saying, like, oh, man, yeah, J. Cole's the best rapper on earth. He does no wrong. Blah, blah, blah. The second you figure out that man cheats, J. Cole is trash. He's misogynistic. Blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. I literally saw people. Kendrick posted an album, dropped the album that day. Within hours, oh, I can't listen to Kendrick. Yeah, this yeah, yeah. Is blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, when you uh, talking about... um. Everything he talked about. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, and that's the, that's why I mean, like, you got to have a deeper understanding of people. Now, mm-hmm. going back to that conversation of abuse, mm-hmm. I do applaud you because mm-hmm. a lot of people will put up with abuse thinking that that is love, thinking that it will get yeah. better. You, mm-hmm. but you as the individual have to know, hey, this is toxic. Right. It's time for me to leave because right. you can't control other people. Right. All you can do is control yourself. And I mean, like, I think that we all take our trauma and stuff and project it into relationships to some way, shape, or form, whether it's friends, whether it's rela- love, whatever, whatever. There, it, it maneuvers. We may not do it as prominently as ever, but it's it maneuvers. It comes mm-hmm. out with us three, and I'm pretty sure it comes out with you guys as well. And I think that 
you as the individual have to decide, man, hey, this ain't this ain't for me. I'm not your punching bag. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, at that same time, take a deeper look at yourself. Mm-hmm. Is she your punching bag? And I think that's where the conversation of, like, that whole the, the whole conversation about black women doing more for the culture. Right. But I'm going to say this. And I know a lot of people going to disagree with me. Uh-uh. Joe, think about it before you say it. Now. I think that... I think that at the end of the day, black men do need to step up wholeheartedly. We got to do our part. We're not doing enough. However, mm-hmm. black women, mm-hmm. y'all got to stop going out here, and not just black women, but women as a whole, but I'm talking to black women right now. Mm-hmm. Don't go out here, date the drug dealer, and then get upset because he's a drug dealer. Like I just told Aaron. What Jeffrey was talking about with the expectations. Like I just told Aaron. You have to have the inner knowledge within yourself to know who you are and what this person can offer you. And that's just not even black on black. That's just people as a whole. Mm, right. You don't sit there and say all men are trash when you're dating nothing but trash men. Mm-hmm. And I I won't forget, like I was um I was talking to Aaron about like the whole like situation with Sierra and like future and mm-hmm. Russell Wilson, like, how people are applauding the fact that Sierra is with a man like Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. And I, have, I got nothing against Russell Wilson, but let's not forget, the first, the, just being real, the first dude that she went for wasn't a Russell Wilson person. It was a future person. But she, but she but has the see, inner knowledge to say, hey, this ain't it. And you went to that your Russell and, Wilson. And, and I applaud that because that, that's, that's life. Mm-hmm. You re- you you go for some. You figure out if that's what you want. She realized that's not what she want, and she found better. And exactly. I and I applaud her for that. Yep. But what I the thing that just annoys me is like all the the fans and stuff that's like commenting on this when they know they're continuous. They're in that continuous cycle of digging in the trash mm-hmm. and digging in the trash, hoping for treasure. Yep. And I think that's the thing. Like me and Eric always have a conversation about accountability. It comes up at least once a month, if anything. But Like like a period? <laughs> <laughs> but it's like... Sorry, Jeffrey. <laughs> I know. Jeffrey has, to sit there, Jeffrey has to sit there and mediate the whole conversation because it's like, I do realize as a black man I have to step up. I do. I see where we drop the ball with certain things. and I want to push back slightly. Because okay. I, say, I, I want to talk something. about something. Mm-hmm. Having that expectation on yourself is something that's been forced on all sorts of black men who have gone through mental health trauma thinking they had to live up to an expectation Mm -hmm. of being better and doing more. So I don't think we can tell all black men they need to step up, and I don't think we can tell all black women that they need to do – I don't think we can – I just don't think there's a way to do that because I think once you say – what somebody needs to do. Mm-hmm. Now, at the end of the day, people are people. People have their own personalities. People are going to mm-hmm. want what they want and not like what they don't like. I think people just need to be authentic. If you are who you are, don't lie to people because just like we were talking about Future Sierra and Russell, I know somebody who literally had a good woman, messed it up doing all sorts of stuff, and it lost his mind mad when she decided to move on and do something better for herself. So it's not just that black women out here choosing bad men and black men are do- You know, it's, it's everybody's got their own muck and grind. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's... I think we all just need to try to do better than what we know. Well, that's what that's what my point is. It's like, because, I mean, like, I come from a single-parent household, so I know I have to do more than someone who came from a double-parent household because this is tall. You mm-hmm. see what your father has done for you, blah, blah, blah. I never had that. So now it, there is expectation I put upon myself because I was like, you know what? I need to do better for my kids. Now, this is where the problem comes into play, and I think that's what you were kind of getting at, too. When that expectation starts to exceed reality 
and you start doing stuff that you know you can't do, and you start you don't acknowledge the fact that you're human anymore, that's the problem. No, I can't make it to every Black Lives Matter protest. Mm-hmm. No, I can't sit there and donate money to a cause. Well, say, don't donate to Black Lives Matter. I mean, yeah, obviously. Like, you're going right. to buy a Lamborghini with that. So, it, right? So it's like, you know. Mm. It's, but, I mean, you know, it's like I can't always be pro-black. But I know that when it's time to do it, it's time to do it. And I think that the other thing is, too. It's like roles. I want to yeah. click on that later. So remind me what you I got saying. you. And the other thing is, too, I got people that's backing me with this shit. So if I don't do it today, Aaron can do it tomorrow. And et cetera, et cetera. That's how the chain goes. Right. That's reality with it. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Jeffrey. Yeah. And the point of the uh, also, what you were just saying, and I agree with you about saying, oh, you're not plug pro-black because you're doing this and that. I think thinking that all of us have to operate out of a only black perspective at mm-hmm. all times is really not, uh, it's not right, and it's not feasible, because, and I can speak to, and I know we've talked about this on a different episode when my brother was around, talking about I have a multiracial perspective, I'm black and white, and so, but, my parents divorced when I was young, and I was raised by my black mother around my black family members, primarily, so, I have my experiences that are different than somebody who, my cousins, who are fully black, and who live in that, but I've always had it gatekept for me, in a sense of, oh, you ain't really black, because, you know, you ain't fully black, but then, if a cop stops me, he could really just shoot me because to them, yeah. I am. You know, I'm not saying. Hey, to quote a video, to quote a video game, Mafia Three. If you look, if you look bro, black, you was black, bro. Mafia Three, hands down, that was a trash. Did you know that game? I liked it, boy. That game was. I, but but did know, you know it's based I, on a true story? Yes. That was All right, boys. Anyway, I got a soft spot from Mafia 3. Part of the reason is because whenever you're driving around, I like to listen to the radio. I'm an old head when it comes to music, so when that Sam Cooke comes Hey, on, no, man. I'm going to hold you. <laughs> all right, all right, now, yeah. that's, that, that soundtrack, mm-hmm. hey, that's a dope-ass soundtrack. Yeah. But yeah. Now, the, my, the story is fire. Oh, yeah, the yeah. story is fire, hands down. Is it one of the best games in the series? No. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get at the Mafia 2. I was say Mafia 2. Was Mafia 2. Yeah, if the creators want to sponsor this say, podcast, I, please let us know. I, I will say, <laughs> I, I, well. I, I did enjoy the setting of, like, that, yeah. that, that New Orleans-esque, like, New Bordeaux. I did mm-hmm. love that setting. But the problem was, it got real repetitive real yeah. quick. Yeah. I got real sick and tired of going to the zone, doing this, doing that. I was like, man, I kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I will say, one of my... building up the racks, though. Yeah, that's, that's that, that, the build-up to it was like... Nah, mm-hmm. I will say perhaps my favorite mission in that entire game is when you just go ham at that clan rally and just Oh, yeah, 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 hands down. I was like, I, I sat up in my chair right now. I was like, oh, yeah, I was made for this. <laughs> I, would say, I would say, before we continue... I was saying, oh, yeah, we definitely got off topic. Right. Before we continue Black with the... Black culture. <laughs> before we continue with the topic, I will say I had a falling out with Cassandra at the end. Of, that was how my game ended. <laughs> you would, you would. Not I knew he was gonna say that you would woman. go out with the black woman. I <laughs> get you know, no, but honestly, I gave shit to Vito because of the weapons. That's hey, it. no, 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 no. Vito was the obvious choice in that game. Like he had prior experience. He already, he's literally the protagonist from the second one. I ain't gonna hold you. I was like, I don't really trust y'all other two. Me One's neither. an alcoholic. She be doing that voodoo stuff. I was like, I don't know what this is. I'm just like, but nah, I'll just say Vito was the best choice in that game. I, I did the same thing. Aaron's gonna have a sizable chunk. You have to cut in this podcast. Just <laughs> 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 like, throw, like throw an ad and in we're there, back bro. to black culture. <laughs> but basically, and we're back to black culture. But a long so fifteen minute ad. <laughs> no, for real. Like like music playing a song or two. But basically, I want to get to like the next topic. Is I heard this on a YouTube show, and you all can check out the network yourselves. It's called the Lapeef Network. And it's a panel of black people, and they have open conversations about different things going on in the world, as well as thoughts and everything. Sort of what we do here, but bigger. Mm-hmm. The comment was, they were talking about black culture, 
in the terms of like pop culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the guys on the show, he basically said that the black culture is trash. And everyone was like, mm-hmm. well, what the fuck you talking about? He was like, like, you know, who do we idolize? Like the criminals, like who do our women go for? The criminals, who our young men want to be like the criminals, like the athletes, nothing wrong with like a LeBron or um, you want to be like the man like LeBron. But it's like, he was like, we don't have a culture where we basically push for the good and then we push the bad, then we get mad and call it racist. So if you out here acting like a nigga and they call you a nigga, now you mad. Stuff like that. So that's what he said. I have my own thoughts on it. You he all sounds full of vitriol and own. He sounds like he's been hurt by something in the past. That's what that comes off as. That comes off as somebody who has got an axe to grind in a certain way just because we can't judge other people in what stage of their life they're in because everybody goes through phases. Everybody has their own mental health journey. Everybody's got their own life journey. Like At times, people are going to be in a time period. Maybe they are going to dr- deal drugs. And maybe that's their journey. Maybe that's their evolution. Maybe they become a CEO after that. Maybe they get their stuff together. Maybe they don't. But to sit here and kind of, I don't know, just the way the energy from what he said said. Wow. All right. Um, no, go ahead, Andrew. I can, I, I can definitely kind of see what that dude was saying because as you were telling me that, I'm thinking back to, like, some of the students in, like, third grade at the school that I work at because, and I was telling this to some of the guys in here, that there are a couple, there are a couple boys that they be walking with it like pants sagging they the type of music they say they like to listen to is like nba young boy push i see you know like those those types of guys all niggas and, locked up and honestly some of them and some of those boys say that i don't mind if i go to jail and so like that's the message that they are getting at at this young age and that combined with the people they're around in their community so i can't i to a certain extent i can understand where he's coming from with that and how it is influencing mm-hmm. like the especially the minds of like young black kids. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say my um, comment for last. Go ahead. I agree but also disagree. Mm-hmm. Um with your statement. I completely disagree with this shit. Um and the reason I say that is because alright I get it. Huh? <laughs> Gotta make sure I say this right. Why why are you thinking about that? Can I just say I have one more thing? Because like it kinda goes back to where we're talking about like how like the type of like partners that we go for, like and like who we're attracted to, even at a, even at this young even at a young age with like the kids at my school, like I, even then I'm seeing like what we see in like the adults, like the the boys that don't care about school. They they really just have the I don't care mentality. They sag. They say that they don't mind if they go to jail. The girls in the class who, for the most part, are generally smarter. Because like they're they're focused, but they tend to go for the boys that have that I don't give a fuck attitude, and and, and honestly, it's kind of sad seeing this at such a young age. How old are we talking? Third grade. Third grade. So what, like nine, ten? Yeah. yeah. I'll say like eight at the youngest. Eight and nine, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, like around that age. age. So. Yeah, I was thinking of me too. Yeah. Um, with the with that being said, they're young. Everything that seems cool to them is cool. You know, it doesn't matter what we think or how we want things to be. I went from hanging out with predominantly white kids to hanging out with all black kids to literally having a Yu-Gi-Oh! dual disc to literally sagging my pants, doing X, Y, and Z, trying to fit in, et cetera, et cetera. You can't really count those years because those years, you're a sponge. You're just absorbing everything. You're just trying to fit in. You're trying to make your biggest problem in that life is being cool. 
that's it. Or just fitting in and having friends some way, shape, or form. So in that age, some people do whatever they have to do. And unfortunately, I mean, what's cool is cool. We don't get it because we're older. It wasn't until I was probably about 21, 20, 21, that I finally was like, this is who I am. And I'm perfectly fine with that. Like, sometimes it takes people a matter of minutes to figure out who they are in this world. Sometimes it takes people a long time. My whole thing about it is, is that there we're always going to have people that idolize the bad. That's not just white and black. I mean, that's not just black. That's white, too. Mm-hmm. We just have a guy go in there and shoot up Buffalo. I'm sure, I'm pretty fucking sure there's a group of people right now saying, oh, yeah, he's a hero. He did... Kyle Rittenhouse, same thing. Mm -hmm. There are people that idolize bad on both cultures. Mm -hmm. The only problem that we have with us is that we focus on us because we're black. It's the same thing. If you take a city white boy and put him in the country, the country boys will look at him like something's wrong with him. Mm -hmm. They will judge him for driving an Audi or a, a sedan versus driving a truck that's lifted. We just happen to have... Different opinions on stuff. The, the the biggest thing that I tell the youth is that when you're going out here in this world, know who you are. Like what you like. If you like this, don't be ashamed of it. Don't hide it. Yeah, it's going to suck. You're going to get teased for everything. I could come in here, dress down, Jordans, blah, 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 X, Y, and Z, and I can still get teased for whatever. That's kids are assholes. Oh no, absolutely. You know, like like my time as a teacher was like I was like kids suck ass. That's the whole reason I stopped being a teacher was because I was like kids are the worst. Almost at the point I was like, hey, I'm not having kids because it's so much to them and it's just it's a lot. And I completely agree with you saying though, like you definitely want them to do better because at that age you're like, hey, don't start. You got a bright future. Don't don't start saying all this crazy shit. But they're just saying that shit because other people that's around them. And I guarantee you, yeah, you know, a, a couple of them might end up going that path, but a couple of them was like, I, I was just stupid, like me. Like, I was like, man, shoot, I was sagging, baggy clothes. Go ahead, Jeffrey. And for us to say, you know, I think judging like, pop culture is what's affecting our youth and making them do this. No, how a child gets raised is affecting exactly. how they are. So let's stop acting like a rapper doing a song is gonna change the course of your child's life if you ain't there to support them, to give them what they need. Like. I think that's the part of it that just kind of irks me, too, because it's like, yeah, there's going to be different things. And also, I think just understanding a personal accountability responsibility. I'll use my brother as an example. There are choices that he makes. He's younger, six years younger than me, and he does some stuff. And I'm like, you know that you can get killed doing this, or you know this could happen. You could go to jail. And, his, and what he tells me, he's like, Jeffrey, I get what you're saying. I accept responsibility for what could happen. Like, I, I understand. And I had to sit back and say, oh. Well, as long as you get it, I don't have the right to tell you how you're supposed to be or how you're supposed to act. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think for us to sit here and try to control how people want to express themselves, look, if you don't want your child to listen to something, don't let them listen to it. That's what I'm saying. Like, That's it. I, I, if they want to listen to it when they're grown, then they're grown, I and they people, can do what they want to do. You know, when I never get when everybody jumped on Carter B and Meg for dropping WAP, and they were like, well, our kids are mothers. Okay. Why are your kids listening to this? That's my whole point. Like, I was not allowed to listen to explicit CDs, and I was in, like, middle school, and I was sneaking them in. My first explicit CD was Late Registration by Kanye West. That was it. And I will, I listen to that album so many times. Was I that with the bear on it? Yes. Mine was Illmatic. Ooh. Yeah, mine was Illmatic. That was a nice boy. Man, you're so cultured. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's what I got to say, and I'm already the king of unpopular opinions, so I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Uh-oh. I somewhat agree with what he said. 
I don't agree with the manner in what he said. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to call it trash. I will say that sometimes in our culture we do highlight poor choices. Like, we will give the nigga who went to jail and did 15 for murder who get out more respect than a nigga who went to school and got a Ph.D. Yeah. We can't bullshit that. Like, I do think that it does start at home. I'm not going to disagree with that point. Mm -hmm. That's a very honest point. It does start at home. But it's like with some of the things, and I'm not giving pushback because I don't like y'all. <laughs> I love y'all. <laughs> I don't like. I don't like. Yeah. I don't like Joe. You wait till that nigga leaves. My thing is, it's like, like what Jeffrey said, perfect example with Jared. Mm. So let's put that in the same context with, hey, mom, look, I'm going out here, I'm going to run this fucking lick, right? I know what could happen. I could go to jail. But fuck that nigga because he said my Jordans was whack. Well, as long as you know you're going to jail, that you could go to jail, you could. Cool is he 18? That. Yeah. Let's say, no, let's say he's 15. Let's say he's 15. Then it's I'm whooping that ass. Yeah, that's a difference. Okay. No, you're no, no. I was, looking for, I was looking for an answer. I was looking for yeah. an answer. And I'm not mad at you. I'm just No, no, no. No, that means. No, I'm mad at no, you. No, I, I, I know. Joe, Joe, you have been mad at me since Doctor Strange, and I don't know why. I, have not, <laughs> I love you, Eric. <laughs> I will never <laughs> not like you. <laughs> Between. Okay, story time real quick. No, I don't have the damn. I'm about to pull it up. Keep <laughs> I'm gonna use my soundboard. Get that copyrighted I got by PBS. I'll be. Uh, oh, God. I don't no want. Yeah, that's a billion dollar copyright. I don't want that. They copyrighted woke. Our lawyers are fucked by Charlie Clothes. That ain't copyrighted. I'm gonna hit him with it. Y'all, y'all can get something from Charlie Clothes. Our lawyers are funded by a kid like you. That is hilarious. You know, I'm gonna ask him. The dude who run the company. I'm gonna ask him. I just wanted to watch. I'm gonna ask him if he give me twenty five. But basically, my point is. Yes, it does start at home, but it's also, to Joe's point, I'm going to push back a little bit, but I do agree with what you're saying. Mm -hmm. When we're talking about, oh, they're young, they're young. Yeah, sometimes some just young, dumb people become just dumb adults who are influenced by just dumb decisions, and now they're in goddamn jail. Mm -hmm. And can I add something? Yeah, go of course. And like, and and we talk about how they can, how especially young people can be influenced negatively, but... Let's not forget, like pop, um, pop culture can influence people in like a positive way as well. That's very true. One of the one of the biggest examples is a different world, mm -hmm. a show that made black people look at college in a very different way. College attendance spike. HBCUs, especially like right after that show. I, I, and I remember, I remember talking to my dad because like the other, like one day we, I just felt like watching the original Shaft movie, and he was telling me stories about how like he and a bunch of people he knew was quick to get them trench coats. Oh, yeah. You know, Shaft was Shaft technically was like, the first black superhero. superhero. Yeah. <laughs> Even though Black Panther was out like 30, 20 years before. But, you know. On, on screen. I also, <laughs> on, screen. On, screen. Yeah, on screen. On screen. I also think that... I hate to disagree with you guys because you, you, your points are very... Can you hear me? You picking me up? Yeah, you're good. You're okay, good. good. Is this thing on? No, I, I would <laughs> so, say lean in a little closer. I got some egg because I'm going Yeah, lean in a little closer. All right. How about now? Yeah, you're good. All right. No, you're good. Go okay. ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, the only reason I disagree with you guys is because I think that you two focus on those negatives more because you're and, I, and i'm not invalidating your experience because it's true but it's an experience but it's an experience mm -hmm. i don't have that same experience because Ooh. my because yeah i see a lot of people idolizing nba young boy rappers etc cetera, etc cetera. but then i also know that the chance of you becoming a rapper is very slim the chances of you making it in the music industry as a whole is slim but that's the a chances thing. of you actually going out here and hitting the lick is slim and if you do it and kudos to you. And like, if I if I may, it's like I feel like what really kind of like had me like lean into like 
seeing how I seeing how it can impact it negatively is when it's romanticized. I'll I'll say like for example, I feel like a, a movie that was meant to showcase truly just how how shitty it can be to live in the hood was a movie like Boys in the Hood. But sometimes mm-hmm. people. And and this is really just a a person thing because the way someone perceives something can be different mm-hmm. than how someone meant for it to be perceived. Right. It, like that. That's how. Like that's how all art form. That's all art true. forms are. That's very true. Like with John Singleton with Boys in the Hood, he was just trying to showcase just how like just like the the sad <laughs> reality of what it's like or living with, in or Tyler Perry with yeah, some of his movies of living in that environment. But some people like to latch onto that. And kind of like, and try to like make that their, try to make that their cultural identity, and really want to live by, want to live by and die by that to a certain extent. But that's even, fine. But though. even then, I want to say though, even with the points that we agree and disagree about, I believe that there's two things can be true at the same time. Oh yeah. Like you yeah. can definitely be like impressionable. Like there are, unfortunately, like not everyone's gonna be Jay Z, sell crack, and become a billionaire. But it goes back to what Jeffrey said about the household. Okay. We can listen to Jay Z, but you're not gonna be Jay Z. <laughs> All right, so let me so, let's take this conversation. Let's take it left because I hear I hear what you guys are saying, but I'm I gonna got ask a good this. analogy, Joe. You better let me get this. Oh no, let him get it. No, you go ahead unless you're taking a totally different direction. I don't know if you're gonna no. Let him say it first. I have an analogy that I want to debate with you slightly, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so do you think we should get rid of porn? And just answer me honestly. I'll tell, you, honest, I'll tell you why I'm saying that, but say, I'm not doing it to be funny. Honestly, I'm going to say yeah. You don't lost your fucking mind. Probably so. Continue testing. This motherfucker crazy as hell. I, <laughs> I love it. I can't stand your friend. Okay. So Keep you me look, out now. Wow, so you really cannot live without it. Well, I mean, but I continue, mean, I'm, Jeffrey. But, <laughs> and, and, and what I'm saying so is like, not... It's going to make a good point. It's not a challenge, too, because... And I'll I'll ask Joe in the same respect, and I know you probably say no, not because you, it's your whole thing, but because it's an expression of art form that's not for children. But, but here's Isn't what I'm saying, it? right? Porn is not for children. Where, <laughs> I, I, I'll put it in the perspective I'm trying to put it, right? All these things that we're talking about are explicit art forms that are moderated by saying this is for this age. Mm-hmm. So if somebody eight years old is listening to NBA Youngboy on an album that's explicit, yeah. who... Let them listen to it. Right. Who gave yep. them a credit card? Who gave them a device? Who Who is wa- not watching? Like, mm. that's my problem with it, right? I don't think we can try to get rid of expressive art forms and think, right. oh, we need to corral how this art form is because it's making the youth. No. Yeah. The youth are not going to be made to do something. And also, if they're exposed to it, how are they being exposed to it? Right. Oh, what I, are your kids doing? No, no, that, that's, I completely that's agree fair. with you because, like, as an artist, I'm never going to... Tell artists what they should or should not make. That's just like from artist to artist. That's just something you don't do. Mm-hmm. But, I, but, I, de- but I definitely have a right to say, all right, that art isn't for me. But if you want to do that, by all means. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, and I, and I, that's something I always said in my like whenever I had critiques. If if someone was talking about something that I personally thought was full of dog shit, I would always say so that. I, I, I would always say that if, if I always say that if that's how you, if this is what you want to do and you are 100 percent by it, then by all means go for it. And that's yeah. the beauty of it. That that right there is. And that's and a fair statement. The big part of it with black culture in general, we can bring it into that as well. But like the fact that we can have different ways we express ourselves and different things we feel that might not Joe might not like an art form that I put out. I could put out a song and Joe could be like that's trash, and he probably would. Um, probably. But would. then there could be somebody else that hears this like that experience really resonates mm-hmm. with me, and it's literally all just based on experience and perspective. So to anybody that's trying to police what somebody should be doing or shouldn't be doing, 
why? What's the point? Right. That's, and that's, no, and, and that, I think that, that also is at the same breath. You have to realize this is that if I decided to go out here and was like, I'm gonna be Goku. I only just said it because I ain't got that shirt on. Oh, I'm you. gonna be Goku for the day. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna fly on the cloud. I'm gonna get a power pole. I'm gonna shoot a command mayor from my hands. I'm gonna do this in third. I'm gonna get my hair cut a certain way. But if I jump off this building and I don't live. Then that was I, that was your fault. That was my so fault. So should we cancel Dragon Balls? You know, so should yeah, we cancel, cancel Dragon Balls? Z. Z. You know what I'm saying? No, and, that, that's and fair I think to that the, the conversation about exactly. no, romanticizing, because um, I do agree with you. Like this culture is something that you like, not black culture, but like some things you do have to make sure you censor. But that's what I'm saying. Like in the gets green and the green, there's truth to what everyone is saying. Yeah. Yes, we can't censor everything. We can't control everything. But it does start with the home. That's where I definitely agree with it. I know people who are parents who condone. Doing drugs in front of their children. I've talked. I've had conversations with those students when we were younger in high school who said they seen their father make coke and mm-hmm. go sell it, mm-hmm. and they said that they thought that that was being a man. But now they're different than that now. Mm-hmm. That is cool. That is fine. But I also know the flip side of some people who mamas had to knock get knocked down so the rent can get paid, mm-hmm. and it's like. Damn. No, for real, because it's like yeah, I man. get like God. I'm sorry. Get I'm s- knocked down. Mama's getting got. <laughs> Construction crew get knocking them ankles. but it's like what I'm saying is like I get what the dude was saying, and yes, I'm not gonna use the word trash because I feel like because if we're talking about black culture, okay, now we're talking about Africans because you can't say they culture trash because if you're not African, you can't speak on it. I'm not Ghanaian. I'm not Nigerian. I'm not from those places, so I can't speak on that element of being black. That element of that culture. I can the thing sp- is, you are, but you aren't. Because you might yeah, have yeah. that DNA. Yeah, that's true. You just want there in that experience. That is true. But we are still, you know, so that's the part. But that's what I meant by African. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that bubble, like I think a great analogy that I think about with black culture is black culture is this big bubble. There's so many small bubbles underneath, some that intersect, some that aren't near each other, some that respect each other. Like there's just so but many. That's facts. the thing Honest? that makes it great, though, is because you can't limit me. Mm. Like, honestly, you can't tell me what to do. Honestly, I feel like the best way to define or like, analogize culture and especially black culture New is work. like an ever-expanding universe. Mm. Yeah. Yes. That, honestly, I and feel like that's the that's best what I'm saying. It's way potential. to potential. Ex- it's literally limitless, potential. Limitless potential that's always going to expand because, like, especially when we talk about like how like it changes from decade to decade. Mm-hmm. In the 70s, it was that big Afrocentric mm-hmm. theme. Everyone, like, black power, Afro, mm-hmm. get into the 80s, Jerry Curl's in tight clothes. Mm-hmm. And then you Adi- get- I say Adidas. Run DMC. But you know, it's and that's the thing too, is like I don't I, I will never say our culture is trash because I will say I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm not agreeing with the fact that it's trash. I'm agreeing that there's some parts that need work. That's how I'm But then I'm also it. gonna disagree with that too because I'm like that's bullshit other, respectfully, bro. But I feel like every culture needs work. Yeah. White people need but we're work. but we're speaking about black people right now. But you can't make a perfect culture. Like, you can't make a perfect, perfect culture, but we can try to fix some things. It's not never going to be perfect, and I agree with you. You're not wrong about that. But it's just there's some elements like it starts in the household that we can try to control, we can try to do, we can try to but teach. The same coke people that sold coke, it's a meth head like right down the street. No, I know that. So Whose image do we craft? Yeah, after there's that? no like that's and my that's thing. the hard part that I've not. I disagree, but not in a bad way. But like, who if we're trying to make it better, whose term it better are we gonna use? Are we yeah, gonna yeah, form yeah. A coalition because my thing is, I don't think every kid should go to fucking college. I don't think. I say yeah. I say I don't think every kid should go to college neither. But I think you should explore like if that's for you. Yeah, if that's for you. But then you also have to realize this, and this is a hard 
conversation for black people to have. Some motherfuckers are privileged. Yeah. And before you sit there and say, and I'm not talking about you personally. No, no, I'm listening. But I'm, I'm listening. saying before you sit there and say somebody needs to do better in their household, motherfuckers are really out here just trying to survive. I work in social services. Yeah. I see it every fucking day. I see the people that come and milk the system. I see the people that truly need the system and can't get the system. But Joe, but, but my point is, though, what I'm talking about is what about the people who just want to bullshit to be on bullshit? I know that's them. I know that's them. At the end of the day, they adults. They do what they want to do. Mm-hmm. The consequences is they own. But... What I'm referring to is what he talked about is how those are the people that have the influence in our culture. Like for though, it, look at Killer Mike, bro. He said, hold on, no, 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 hold on. Niggas don't give a fuck about Obama. How you gonna say I give a fuck about Obama, I'm a nigga? Not you, nigga. Calm down. Let me explain. Let's time. look at Killer. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna go with what Kenan Thompson said. You a king, you're not a nigga. Um, I'm a nigga. <laughs> okay, Mike Tyson. <laughs> but what I'm talking about, though, is let's look at people like Killer Mike. Killer Mike has started black banks. Killer Mike has done good for donations to colleges and schools with low income in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. But the biggest selling thing for him is Crippa Cola. And when young people see that, they not damn. What is this? It's, he started a soda line because he's a crip. He started a soda line that's cheaper than most most sodas. Mm -hmm. It's like a dollar. Like it's actually not a bad idea to sell soda that cheap. And it's actually, from what I heard, it tastes good. I will give I will give the brother that much credit. But the name is what people who aren't individuals and who not know, like you said earlier, know who you are. They're gonna see Crip a cola. Damn, that nigga right. That nigga. They ain't gonna see that he built a business. They're gonna see the fact that he's. In a game. But it also goes back to how you interpret media. That's true. The way no, 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 no. As someone in media, you're exactly right. Is, you're exactly right. You took right. a negative and you made a positive, and now you're doing positive things for the black community. I'm not going to say that. That's the, that's, the, that's the one thing I think that we got it. We can't do. We, are, we can't have a perfect nigga. Martin Luther no, King right. sat, sat there, cheated on his wife, but then literally led the civil rights mm-hmm. movement. And you, like, I'm pretty sure Obama got shit. In their like closet that we he don't smoke know cigarettes. About. The biggest thing, yeah, <laughs> you know? but the biggest thing with Obama is that he used to smoke and sell weed back in the day. You know, and I'm saying like you All just, right, I just President. think that that, that notion <laughs> of because everybody's human, like, mm-hmm. and I'm a, I'm a, I'm really religious, so it's like God, God, Jesus died on our cross for our sins, right. so therefore, sin, my nigga. Do what you gotta do. Like Joe. my thing is no, I'm no dead murder, ass. my nigga. Yeah, right. thank you, Joe. But thank you so is, fucking bro, much. Bro, you you can't speak on that because you're not from the hood. You don't have that survivor mentality. They are niggas is in survival mode, bro. When you're talking about the trap, when you're talking about the niggas that actually live like this, mm-hmm. I hate the fact that it's romanticized too. Yeah. I would love the fact that people just realize, like, I in that same breath, I would love for these niggas but to Joe, realize you when it, to there's, that But, Joe, there's a difference between understanding it and condoning it. I'm not saying you're condoning it. I'm just saying you're understanding it. My thing is, is that too. it's not about condoning or understanding. It's about the fact that I can't help them right now. But but maybe in the future, no, no, I can right. be Killer Mike. I can do something for them. But right now, niggas, y'all got to do what y'all got to do to survive. Live to see another day. Because you know what the crazy part is, bro? That cycle, and it goes back to like the hood avatar with RDC World was talking about. Mm. That cycle of violence ain't gonna stop in the hood. But I'm also gonna sit there and say, you can't go over there and tell them to stop. No, you're right. And no, I mean, you, none of you, us really you can make go a over valid there and tell point. I'm not disagreeing. I want to say that. something about both of you here, though. And I think that both of you agree just in a different way, right? Not completely disagree with Aaron. <laughs> hear, what I, hear me out, right? Aaron, I think, has an idealist mindset because he wants what's best for the black community as a whole. So in his mind, That's fair to say. and what he's trying to say, I think, is. Why are you doing this? Because we could have so much better. I want better for you. You're saying that that is a great thing to have, but especially with you being in the trenches, you understand that there is a reality. 
Yeah. There are things that people have to go through that we can't judge if we ain't in their shoes, that some things are just difficult and we can't expect everybody to be on this perfect, you know, wavelength of how to be the best. And, black that, and that's true. Like, I don't want perfect. I just want better. That's just me personally. But I, and think I think that, that that's wanting better say. is great, but you have to be understanding as well. You can't sit there. I'm, yeah, and I'm not saying to say not. I'm not saying to not be understanding. I'm just saying that sometimes it's understandable. For example, um, Adrian's one of her friends used to do illegal activities because it was him, his mom, and his three sisters. Someone needed to make some money in the house besides his mom, so he had to do what he had to do. Thank God he didn't get caught. Thank God he didn't get killed. Thank God he's still alive and has a better job today. I can understand that. But for the niggas who just think that it's just fucking cool and cool to just go murder somebody and just that's life, we surviving, well, what did he do? That nigga looked at me funny. And it goes to something Andrew told me from a TV show. I refuse to let you fuck this up just because you don't like the way another nigga talks. Snowfall. And if, and if I Yeah, can, Snowfall, there we go. Yeah, and, if, and to like kind of like add on to what he was saying and what you were talking about, like people who are in survival mode, I can totally understand that. If, they got, if, they, mm-hmm. if someone is really in a the predicament to where they have to do what they got to do to survive, then I may not be fond of your of what you have to do, but I understand you don't really have much of a choice. My issue is with the niggas that grow up in the suburbs. They have two parents. Mm-hmm. They're they're honestly the privileged black people. Oh, yeah. But yeah. but they're romanticizing the 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 bad shit and want to live that lifestyle that they're really not living. And then they get. And then they get involved in a lot of this crazy shit. Mm-hmm. That's the thing that I'm. But it also goes back to what Jeffrey said. Once you're an adult, yeah, that's you don't. No, 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 no. And no, that's no. the part that's, that I'm not ever going to disagree. Once you were 18 and you do some shit, you do some shit. Oh no, absolutely. That is cool. I don't got to like it. When they're an adult, that's them. But like when I'm talking about it, I'm talking about people that like I met like in middle school or high school. They like. But it's cool then. You gotta realize that. And, and, cool and, but that's not enough. But that's the thing. But being, but here's the thing. That's but here's what, the no, thing. Here's the thing. Being, that, that, that romanticizing factor is romanticized, so now it looks cool. So, and so are we and gonna start, that's, but let's, let's have this conversation about adolescent minds. You, I'm not gonna sit moment. here and listen to what the fuck a 15, 16 year old gotta say. You ain't did shit to have nothing to say. Romanticize it. Do what the fuck you wanna do. And while you're under my roof or whatever roof you're under, do what the fuck you want to do. Go to school, drop your pants, do whatever, blah, blah, blah. When you bring your ass in this house, you do what the fuck I tell you to do. Mm. You know, I know because we can't worry about other people's perceptions outside the house. And right. Exactly. Right. And I think that the other thing is, too, that's that cool factor, bro. Anime won't cool, so niggas won't watch anime. Niggas was closet with it. But now anime is cool, and every motherfucker got a Dragon Ball Z Naruto mm. shirt from Walmart. Okay, but all right, but here's the thing: no one's trying to get a big fucking sword and cut niggas up like they ain't bleach. <laughs> but motherfuckers are writing nigga on a gun and shooting motherfuckers. I'm sorry, it's that same... I'm sorry. Hold on, hold on. I just see a nigga with a Zanpak toe just. <laughs> but but in that same breath, motherfuckers was Naruto running down the hallways. Yeah. And just because it wasn't killing somebody mm-hmm. doesn't mean that like you. I mean, it's still that romanticizing. You like what you like. Yeah. No, I get that, but it's yeah. like when it comes to like when it, when, when it comes to people running down the hallway like like they in Naruto, that's not hurting them, and it's not hurting anybody else. When it comes to stuff like that, I have nothing against that. But when they're like getting involved or like trying to or like romanticize stuff that is def- that not only that can actually hurt other people, that's when I have a problem with. But it. let's say, all right, let's take it a step further because we're gonna use the extreme. Let's say I do romanticize Naruto and that I sit back to the point where I take 
martial arts. Right. Now, a motherfucker looks at me wrong, and I break his arm. So am I Because when you take a martial art, legally your hands are deadly weapons. So at that point, am I wrong? I hurt somebody. I romanticized this thing. I took the culture. I liked it. But now, but so it's like now we're gonna get rid of Naruto. It's it's not so much as getting rid of it. I think that you guys gotta realize that when you're young, you're young. Things that are cool. (laughs) There's always gonna be something. But once again, just because like you're a young sponge, you can be that young. Bro, I would love. I would. I'm I'm not even trying to cut you off. No, continue. I worked in the school system. I would love for those kids to get everything that I got. I would really do. Them motherfuckers don't give a fuck. They don't. And you know, at the end of the day, and it's the same conversation me and you had that one time, you got to focus on that 1% or 2% that get it. Because those are the motherfuckers that's going out here and make a change. And I, and I hate to say don't give up on our youth. Mm. I really don't believe in giving up on our youth. But I also realize there's only 24 hours in a fucking day. Yeah. If you want to sit out there, you oh, want to no, 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 I, no, I, I completely agree with that. Like, I'm working in an inner city public school. So mm-hmm. believe me, I can see like the very few that I know are actually going to give a shit in life. Mm-hmm. I, I, so you, I understand that completely. But then you also explained a lot with that one sentence. Inner city public school. Mm. That's survival. Yes. No, no I, no, I completely understand. And that's the thing. It's just, I, I, I guess like the biggest thing is just, it's frustrating to be in that environment. Oh. It's frustrating to be in that environment and know that you can't do a whole lot because mm. just like I have a co-teacher and just the other day mm. when we were at recess, she was telling me that like right over, like right over where we can see like the neighborhood mm-hmm. that they live in, that project community. She said like three people got killed over there, and I couldn't just I couldn't do it. I couldn't say anything, but I was like, that's a shame. I'm gonna tell you this, and I'm gonna tell you one thing, and it goes back to what Jeff said earlier. Take that expectation off you. You are one person. Yeah. You are one black man at that. Where you're focused on surviving every day. No, you may not be having a gun on you, et cetera, et cetera. But you focus on survival every day. When that cop pulls up behind you, you get a little bit of nervous. That is survival kicking in. Mm -hmm. Take the pressure off you. You are one person. You are doing what God intended you to do by working in the environment that you're working in. And Mm -hmm. hopefully one day you'll take this further, along with Aaron and everybody else in this room. You'll take it further. You'll do more for the people. And I think that's the other thing that you got to realize. And that's the main reason I agree with kind of Michael Max versus Martin Luther King. Because Michael Max was like, hey, if you with me, you with me. If you're not, nigga, fuck you. And I will say, he's a perfect example of someone who was not exposed to a lot of good shit mm-hmm. as a young child, but eventually became a, a very pivotal, outstanding yeah. man, pivotal man. So I can definitely understand that. I just don't want you to sit back. And I'm speaking to you personally from mm-hmm. like a black man point right. of view. Because working in the environments that we work in, you see a lot. You're exposed a lot. Mm-hmm. I just had an anxiety attack two weeks ago. That's why you ain't call me back. Take take yourself out of it for a second and realize you're one person. You okay? Oh no, I and, completely get you. But I'm, I'm like, go back and watch Abbott Elementary. That oh, show I, is, I love. I that love show that is show. hilarious. But it's, you know, I love them because you know you're just one person and you touch people more than you think you do. No, honestly, because like like the character Greg, like mm-hmm. I relate to that so much because right around the time that show started airing, I literally started working as a substitute teacher. So mm-hmm. like literally. My, my life literally became like what Greg's character was, and like I'm seeing like a lot of the similarities between me and him. And there's actually an older black man at, that works at the school that I'm at, and whenever he gets a chance, he always tells me that like he's proud of me because mm-hmm. there's not a lot of black men in the education field, and frankly, how long I've been I've been here because I've been I've been there since mid January, and I've been mm-hmm. a long term sub and. Having a substitute to like come in and stay as long, 
Like that's like a that's a big thing. So he always makes sure to like tell me that he's proud of everything that like I'm doing. And I and I always like I always take that because mm-hmm. it's like that that that's that's some real thing. And it also just reminds me of like the reality of what they are in because like the class that I'm in, like one of the things they said that they they've been struggling with and what kind of contributes to like their behavior some of their behavior was a lack of consistency. They just had substitute after substitute, mm-hmm. and so and so I already knew that. But if I was if I'm able to come in on a consistent basis, me and my co teacher, and have like and give them some semblance of consistency, it can help. It can help make them better. Not gonna. It's not gonna make them perfect. But like mm-hmm. we're talking about, it's, it can help make some of them better. Because Joe, I'm gonna quote you. Because we had a show. I take the little bit of positivity I have and I try to spread it each and every day. That's right. And I'm grateful for who it can and will touch. That's very true. But my thing is, is what I'm looking at, and I'm not trying to be that guy, but it's like, hmm? Oh, I thought you said something. Hmm. But it's like, we look at some things like some people do in our culture. People don't want to get involved with politics and making their Mm -hmm. places better. But yes, we have Kamala, we have Barack. Hell, we even have Candace Owens, even who people disagree with. Mm-hmm. Clarence Thomas. Clarence, Tom- Thomas. Clarence Thomas. No, a lot of black people under the age of 18 don't want to be in those things. They want to be LeBron. Oh, they yeah. they want to be NBA Youngboy. They want to be Little Dirt. They want to be the dope man in the neighborhood. They want to be that nigga. They want to be that bitch. I'm going to raise you one even better. Mm-hmm. When I, <laughs> it's not even so much as you want to be that nigga, that bitch. It's the fact of the matter that you want the prestige and you want the power. Because when I, because when I, when I was growing up, I was like, I'm gonna become a lawyer. I want to be a cop. I was like, after taking the test three times, I was like, fuck being a lawyer. <laughs> I, am, I am a whole fraud investigator now. <laughs> I think, I think it's not so much. And I mean, don't get me wrong. As a kid, your your mind is like a fucking tunnel. Like yeah. it's it's so close. It's endless. And I mean, you you meet the ones that are like. Not as close-minded, and and you're like, well, where the fuck did you come from? Like, who are your parents? And you know, Amy Jaden Smith, who, <laughs> who wants to talk, talk about, about like, the political I punch that nigga. I'm like, bleach, nigga. Yeah, <laughs> my guy. <laughs> but hold on, before you can say, Jeffrey, did you have something to add? Because it looked like you were pondering. Yeah, there's so right. many things. Um, no, you can say, go ahead. We can I talk. agree and disagree in so many different ways. But something I'm going to spin off of is what you just said. Everybody wants to be a little dark. No, I also think that there are a big swath of us that want to be uh, Judge Katanji Brown Jackson. That's true. I believe there's I a big swath that, that want to be Barack Obama. I believe there's a big swath that wants to be the positive side. So I think us sitting here antiquating what we think yeah. the youth of today idolizes is wrong because we're just old people who ain't that age no more. So yeah. a lot of what comes off in this conversation is... And respectfully, I'm going to somewhat agree and somewhat disagree. And that's fine. And, and, but, but what you're beat. saying definitely is true. There yeah. are black girls who saw her become a Supreme Court mm-hmm. judge and was like, huh, had that look in their eye like they can do it mm-hmm. too. I'm not going to disagree with that. And on top of that, I think that... How do I collect my thought here? Because I lost it as soon as I said that. Um, mm, I hate when that happens. We can't. We can't. But we can't basically because we're older now. We're not in their shoes. I, okay, yeah, there we go. Okay, so I think that it's nice for us all to have our, and, and it's our right to have our opinion on what should be done and what should be better to help others and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. 
But at the end of the day, judgment don't do nothing. Mm-hmm. Action does. Right. So it's beautiful. That's why I think right. opinion is meaningless. It doesn't matter what I think. It don't matter what Joe thinks. It don't matter what Aaron thinks because there's a kid somewhere who's having an experience that is not going to be informed by anything we say. Right. Us right. sitting up here saying, oh, well, they should do this. Exactly. That's nice. That's beautiful. But that's something that their parents can tell them. Right. What we got to do is put back in the community if that's what we really yeah. believe in. Right. If we want to do better for the kids, show the example and put back into it. Don't sit there and just tell them, this is what you don't need to be doing. Stop doing that. Stop doing that. Because the more you tell people over and over what they shouldn't do, you're not really helping them. You're right. just, they're just harming gonna, them. They're just going to want to do it even more. Exactly. No, 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 you're right. You have the conversation. It's just like those parents exactly. who tell, you know, tell the kids, don't do this, and then they don't have the conversation. No. Mm-hmm. Tell your kid, no, I don't want you to do this because this is what could happen. And communication in the household the also is what Like, this goes Boom. all, I say, no, this goes yeah. all right back to I'm what correct. Jeffrey said. And I would say that his point is the most valid point of the night. It starts in the household, and it mm-hmm. starts with these conversations. My dad has had plenty of conversations with me about things he's done back in the day, as well as things he knows people done back in the day. Long story short, a cousin of mine got killed selling drugs. He was supposed to go to the NBA. That did enough for me right there. But I'm not, every kid was not me, and every, and every kid did not have a dad or had a dad that told you that story. Well, and, I, even, and I think that that's very, very fair. Not even just that, but communication in the household as a whole, black people didn't have that. Right. That is a new thing. No, 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 you're right. Like, you're right. Yeah. That is. Like, yeah. I feel like the one, there's probably one and statement that's the best all, thing. That's all of us have heard from it. our parents. Like, whenever we question why... <laughs> Because, because I say so. so. Every time, look, I'm gonna tell you one thing, and I'm gonna tell you what's crazy, is that, and I, I chalk it up to the times because you know it's the past. Times was hard for our parents. Times yeah. was hard for our grandparents. Yeah, they ain't had time to question, do a whole bunch of fucking talking. Mm-hmm. But you know what, my mom did. She put herself in a a better social bracket, and when she put herself in a better social bracket, you'll be amazed as how conversations change and alter. Because at one point, Man. it was ass-whooping if you said something. My 51-year-old mama is totally different Boy, than my early 30s. My mom and her 40s is different than my mama. Ooh. Listen, and I mean, it's because it has a lot to do with the fact that yeah. we're grown now, and, you know, they can't really beat us now. Mm-hmm. But you know what I realized is that my mom came to me, and I had never noticed this as a child. My mom came to me, and she said, you were my punching bag. Mm-hmm. When I had a bad day, I took it out on you. I yelled, I screamed, I did this. And the reason we were having this conversation because she started seeing the same thing in me and how I was taking it out of my relationships. And then I would never forget she said these words out of her mouth. Your grandmother never had this conversation with me. Because then she realized, she realized where she got it from. That generational curses that no, we all like you said, Because it's like my dad, I don't think that he sees, he may, I don't know, but I don't think that he understands how he raised me. Mm-hmm. But my mom does. Mm-hmm. And me and my mom had those conversations. And she was like, not trying to be like, she was like, you lucky that your dad won't like how his mom was to you. He did learn some things, but he's not going to say it. And that's part of that culture, too, mm-hmm. because, like, with my grandma, my dad's parents, like, I got stories for days. I can do that for another episode. It was times where it was just ass whoopings. Mm-hmm. No, no conversation. Right. No no conversation. Just ass whoopings. But then, like, it transitioned differently because it's like talking about Adrian. Adrian didn't get whooped when she grew up. Her dad and her mom actually talked to her. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, they may have disagreed, but it won't like me versus my dad who didn't have a father. And also being in jobs where he's an authoritative figure, mm-hmm. he brings that home. Yep. He always is going to bring that home. And it's like, for example, like when Joe and me disagree, I may make a face, but I'm not mad at this nigga. But let it be my father. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I th- the, the biggest thing I noticed about, especially me and you, is that 
we're going to always agree and disagree. But it's like we can't take away from what the other says because at the end of the day, it's like, like you said, two truths can exist at the same time. That's why I never, that's why I never, I make sure I never invalidate what anybody says, especially like when we talk about things, I make sure I never validate what you say because you do see things so differently, especially working in the system you work in. Mm -hmm. But then I also say that going back to that conversation about like households and black households and stuff, because this is part, this is damn sure part of the culture. I think Mm -hmm. that I've noticed, and it's small. Like, you, you'll know this small shit. But I started talking to my friends, and more of my friends said, well, I'm going to therapy. Mm-hmm. And at yeah, first, same. I was like, ain't all y'all motherfuckers crazy. <laughs> Until I realized, oh, shit, I need to go to therapy. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you'll be fucking surprised, bro. You'll be, like, I, my therapist told me this, and I boo-hoo, fell apart, won't know better. <laughs> my therapist told me that your parents are your parents. They are people too. Mm-hmm. They are not perfect. They were never meant to be perfect. Mm-hmm. They are just two people who had sex and had you. There's not a book about parenting. Because I, like I said, I was raised in a single parent. I'm like, wow. Like, you know, I'm looking at what my dad does for my little sisters now. And I'm like, well, why didn't you ever do it for me? And then I realized I was like. Because you're too busy looking for the One Piece, Joe. You know, I, hey, I'm going to find it. <laughs> King of the Pirates. <laughs> First mate, Jeffrey. Right. <laughs> I'm damn sure in the I would never do the voice. <laughs> but I just, I noticed that. And through going through, ther- through, going through therapy, I started realizing triggers. I started realizing mm-hmm. who I am as mm-hmm. a person. But that's a gradual change. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You're talking about a change that's going to take 100, 200 years mm-hmm. to, to really make a difference. Mm-hmm. But Because I because you all, I noticed mm-hmm. that about me, too. Because it's like, like if me and you disagree, we get loud. I never get mad or offended. And you know what's funny, Aaron? People don't get that. That's mm-hmm. why I love no, arguing with you. Mm-hmm. Because, like, and, but I also have to realize. Actually, Andrew, we do this shit all the time in our dorm room. <laughs> like, and, and that's <laughs> the funny part about it is me and my girlfriend have two totally different households. Mm-hmm. My people are loud as fuck. You can hear my people when you pull them up to the driveway before then. <laughs> Boonetta, Ray Ray! <laughs> That's just how we That are. is really I, was at, I never realized how loud we were till I was at work. And we were in a meeting and I was talking. And my grandmother and mom were just casually talking. I had my door closed. And she said, they were like, Joe, are you watching TV? And I was like, no, my TV's on. Yes, I am watching TV. Like, <laughs> I want people to know about you too. Aaron and Joe, I can oh, hang yeah. out with these I can hang out with them individually. They're the most regular tone people you have ever met. <laughs> but as true. soon as you put these live wires very, in a I'm room a together, for some person. reason, their volume turns all the way to 10. But and I, you're like, okay. I will never. I'm sorry, Jeffrey. I'm Bro, sorry. I, you know. <laughs> My sensory I've been like, <laughs> God, dang. I love it. Because, you know, I I, I've always head made people like. like uh-huh, I'm going to just turn y'all down. For I always had people tell me I was too loud. I always had people Same. tell me to be quiet. And I was like, bro, like, I started feeling like, I started hating that part about me. Mm. My, like I was saying, my girlfriend comes from a whole different family. Like, when I get loud, she's like, oh, whoa, whoa. Mm. But it's really just me talking. Mm. And, and I'm say, just, and, yeah. Yeah, because it's like within that culture, like, my grandma, my grandma treated my dad horrible because mm-hmm. he was the only boy in a house full of women. Oh, so they got beat, but he got beat. beat. Like you can take it. Yeah, you can take mm-hmm. it. So it's like when my dad not even hit me when he hits that octic. When I was younger, I would cry, but now I'm old. I'm like, who the fuck are you talking to? Mm-hmm. And it's like I told my and that's therapist, a trauma response exactly right and I, there exactly. And I and it happens sometimes with like people mm-hmm. when I but it doesn't happen with y'all because in my mind I know okay we just talk about anime. 
but it's like my dad went Everybody out respectfully fuck you <laughs> <laughs> but anyway i hope you're doing good but it's, but it's like my dad one day i was 19 he said aaron i should whoop your ass i said and do what after i got uh, you uh, i said man, i told him i looked line, at him man. in his face i said i'm not the niggas you used to fuck back in the day don't fuck huh? with me and the look on his face was like oh where i was like we can go I don't give a <laughs> i'm proud of you boy <laughs> thank you but my therapist told me too that's a trauma response mm-hmm. and also one thing that told me they told me too about who we look up to mm-hmm. i don't look up to people personally mm-hmm. like i look up to fictional people and my therapist told me one day and this shit hit me and i just sat back and said damn she said aaron the reason you look up to people like captain america is because real people have failed you mm-hmm. and i said oh, yeah. damn and a lot of kids feel that way yeah. Yeah. right now that's and a big important part of yeah. this generation that i don't think is talked about i think that if you really look at a lot of people when they talk about who they really idolize, if you look, that's why anime is so popular mm-hmm. now because mm-hmm. it's it's a fictional uh, character, yes, but it's someone who's not going to change outside of that character. Like it's not like you're going to see Naruto doing coke on the side of the, you know how mm-hmm. like oh damn what happened boy <laughs> like, it ain't it ain't going down like it that. was the whole like, come on man two lines it's true it's true but and it helps gentrifying the least. Hey, I just pictured a Naruto's high as hell like God that damn Naruto again. But this is why I'm doing another another anime episode with us. Please do. But um But I wanna say in, in terms of like everything as a whole to go back a little bit with that generational trauma aspect. I think even with communication, right? Because don't get me wrong, when I talk about my mom and how we raised, like I had the best mom that I could ask. She was yeah. strict mm-hmm. and but I was never abused, like I was never it was nothing like it. my mom was just always trying to keep me safe. And I think that's what a lot of our parents tried to do in their own way based upon the experience that they had. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that my mom's way was, no, nah, you ain't going to stay tonight in nobody's house that I don't know. You ain't going, yeah. you know, I, don't, I ain't going for that. And as a kid, I was like, why is she so, you know, I was mm-hmm. so angry. And now as an adult, I'm like, damn, oh, she kept me from yeah. getting, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, She kept me from getting assaulted. Yeah, doing like yeah. kidnaps, oh, no. yeah. like everything. Mm-hmm. And so and that, looking at, even, I'll let you get right to no, it, I promise. Right. Looking at the generation, like I can talk to my grandma and see how she's informed by the trauma she experienced, you know, dealing with, being in schools when they weren't segregated, being a black woman who went to college at a time when a lot of black women weren't going to college. Like, she has a viewpoint on things that is totally different from my mom's because in my grandma's era, mental health was not something you had the time or luxury to deal with. It was, no, you got to survive. You go out there, make sure you don't get killed, get your money, make sure your family's okay, and you get back home. And so that's why I think a lot of our parents have this innate thing, where are you at? No, you need to get back in the house. Like, that's where that comes from. Then you look at my mom's generation. Mm -hmm. They were informed by being raised by that generation, and so they, in turn, didn't really get to feel as much love as they tried to show to us. Because Mm -hmm. I think that's something our parents' generation says a lot. You know, your grandma, your granddad never told me they loved us like this. And the other thing, it's funny, because, like, my grandmother agrees with Aaron's point of view of, like, why can't niggas just get together? Oh, mine too, yeah. And it's so funny, like, talking to her, because... I'll be like, you don't get it? And it's it's like, I will say that niggas need to get it together. And even though sometimes I may not show it, I do understand that it's not always an easy thing. But you know what it is? And I'm not even trying to be funny. We're that mom and dad. Whereas you're like, you see the problem and you're like, no, we need a solution. We need to fix it. And I'm like, well, you need to understand. These are his feelings. But that's the thing. That was my dad too. My dad and I get that from him. Goddamn. You turn it into your daddy bar. And it's like, like, turn it into him. Every day I had that scene from Tony Stark with Iron Man. God, I sound like my dad. Uh Uh Because it's like, I was talking to my sister and I was telling her, I was like, the biggest thing I had to understand is that sometimes I was wrong. Mm -hmm. I said, now, however, when mom and dad, uh, being too much, you call me. Mm-hmm. And like, this ain't Aaron who's 15 no more. This ain't Aaron who's 23. I got your back. Mm-hmm. But 
it's also one of those things. It's like I told her, I said, now my sister got a slick mouth for twelve years old. <laughs> she got my mouth now at twelve. <laughs> I told, Damn. I told her, I was like, no, for real, like, cause I already don't give a fuck. But a twelve year old that don't give a fuck, that actually has that's good dangerous. grades. That's that's like you can't, you can't not give a fuck, motherfucker. I'm, I'm provided for you. <laughs> you said twelve years old. Yeah, Kyle's twelve. Goddamn, that's like if Aang wasn't a nomad, basically, bro. <laughs> basically, basically. <laughs> but it's remember that it, one. It, hold on, it, hey, it, I'm gonna let you finish this. You were that one part where Aang had lost Appa and that oh. nigga had gotten cold right after the mm. desert. That's what Aang would have been like. He was like, I don't really give a fuck about them nomad niggas. It, 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 it's, it's like, it's like, like this one joke I heard from Eddie Griffin. There's certain people that deserve a whole lot of leave alone. <laughs> yeah. It's like when I saw a joke too because everyone who listens know that Jeffrey's bisexual. Mm-hmm. I saw a picture. It was Aang. It said when you're looking for your bisexual son and it was Aang, where's my bisexual? <laughs> <laughs> no, I forgot funny. to say that. That's <laughs> funny. That's hilarious. That's funny as hell. I just had to say that. That's, That's funny, funny as hell. But it's true, like, looking at, like, how my grandfather was. And it's like, even looking at the differences between my parents' household. Mm-hmm. My grandfather said, you coming home at midnight, but you know what? If you want to go to college, you go to college. But my grandma was like, you coming home at midnight. Now, nah, fuck that. You coming home at 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. It's, 9, <laughs> it's 9.30. Why the fuck you not mm-hmm. in the house? Like, that was my grandma. And it's like, she's, she, <laughs> like she sees it differently. <laughs> she sees it differently now. But you're right. Like, I'm the, no, nah, there's a problem. I'm looking for a solution. Mm-hmm. Because I was always raised, and this is me. Where and it's like if you've seen the the YouTube show The Pivot with um some of the guys who were used to be on I Am Athlete they had mm-hmm. Michael Beasley on Michael Beasley for those who don't know was a former NBA player um, Michael Beasley opened up about his mental health mm-hmm. and he made a good point and I resonated so hard with it I I got up from my desk and moaned and went in the bathroom and cried mm-hmm. he said motherfuckers always want to tell you what you're doing wrong but never want to tell you how to fix it mm-hmm. when that I, goes back to my point earlier mm-hmm, and when I when I heard that I was like that is literally me like everyone would tell me how I'm fucking up but won't tell me how to do it right that's why one reason like with people I resonate with Gohan so much everyone literally was down on Gohan except Piccolo I never had a Piccolo I've never had that person that would push me to be my best so now that I am at my best I'm super saying too Gohan well you can't tell me shit don't but let me identify get... <laughs> where that shapes your world perspective, right? Exactly. Because that is something you feel because of the experience you had. So it informs the way you care about the black community as a whole and why you want them to do better and why you have that. No, you need it because that's mm-hmm. what you wanted to have. Right. Not necessarily what everybody else needs. You're right. And so I think that's in it. Sometimes it is useful that there are situations. So I think mm-hmm. it's very important. And even I think some people have to understand is you are a culmination of both sides of your family's generational curses and blessings, mm-hmm. respectively, whether there's a lot more of one or the other. You're right. And understanding that you just got to figure out how to operate in the world. You know, people get stuck on my mama did this, my daddy did this. Mm-hmm. Da, da, da. And I understand it's hard. Like I, yeah. there's different struggles. I can talk about different struggles I don't even know about. That's but right. at the end of the day. People did the best they could what they knew That's at the right. moment and what they could handle. And I think of it like now. I'm 29 years old. I still I have anxiety and deal with stuff. I can't imagine. My mom had me at 23. I can't imagine being at my younger ages dealing with this and having a little person at the house. And I can be like, oh, your whole life is shaped hey. by me. And then that anxiety and that neurosis kicks. Like, it's, it feeds into itself to the sense of... To tie in what I said earlier, the only way we can affect black culture in a better way to better it is to make sure our households reflect it when we do have children so that yeah, we don't make the same mistakes. Right. We're that's never right. going to be perfect. We're never. Every generation of kids is going to say something about their parents that they didn't do right, and that's all right. But at the end of the day, if you better than what your parents did and did your best, that's all you can that's do. It. So that's how you better things. That little bit of positivity, man, that's and it, it goes it, a mile. And it's like, like, I know Elliot, he could personally speak to this, but it's like him and my mom, they like, not even two sides of the same coin. They duplicates of the coin. They've done this, done that, and it's like 
okay, now you need to do this. You need to do better. You need to do right. And if you look at I'm me and like Kyla, I don't know which she is now. She's 12. But if you look at like, you know, Elliot, no shade to Lawrence. We both love Lawrence. But if you look at my best friend, his brother versus Elliot versus their oldest brother, Maurice, it's night and day with everybody mm-hmm. because they had them at different stages. Mm-hmm. Like my mom had me when she was 24. Um, I, don't, I don't know how your mom was when she had Maurice. She was in like two years. Oh, wow. Not you, oh, you? Me? No. No, I'm talking about Maurice. Yeah, like, see, like the mid 20s, it's like those things really did shape how we were. And then it's like, I didn't, then I look at some people like um, me and Andrew's um, roommate, Miles. Miles' dad had him in his 50s. Mm-hmm. Like and this was a man who's seen it all, who's done it all, and so he had a little bit more knowledge and a little more, little bit more way of raising a child mm-hmm. at fifty versus my dad at twenty five. Oh yeah, and, that's, and that mm-hmm. definitely plays like a huge fucking part in it because I think that at the end of the day, like it definitely has a lot to do with what point your parents were in their mm-hmm. lives when they had you. Mm-hmm. Like my mm-hmm. mom and dad. Hey, you thought they were the perfect love story. And then my dad became a dad and had two other kids. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> but and you know, spinoffs. Yeah. Yes. Like, a different world. <laughs> For real. But you it, know, it's like, and, I, I, and going back to what you said, like, my mom is the best person in the whole wide world. And not just because she did Mama so Joe. much for me. But, I'm, dude, I'm so serious. Like, there are times mm-hmm. where, yeah, I know exactly there are times know. where I was like, freaking the fuck out. Like, I don't know how I'm going to do it. My mom was like, all right, what you need? I mm-hmm. got you. Whatever it is. My, I'll never forget when I went to college, my mom got a second job because financial aid told us she makes too much money and mm-hmm. that I didn't qualify for, for financial aid. So my mom, so financial aid gave me like a certain little bit. And my mom went and got a second fucking job just to put me through college. Mm-hmm. There is nothing I can ever say to that woman that be like, like I, I, I owe everything. Nothing's enough. And you know, but that doesn't take away. It's it's the same token. That doesn't take away that she did fuck up sometimes yeah. raising me. Mm-hmm. And my mama mm-hmm. can't understand the fact that I can love her dearly and never be able to repay her. But at the same time, she doesn't like hearing when I'm like, but you know, there was some stuff oh, wait, that could have been better. It's a pride thing. Yeah. I give it to yeah. her because my mom. But my mom would have had it. She gonna grow. But she gets that, character. Development. I let my mama know. I'm like, hey, hey. <laughs> Every fan's gonna have pride. You know. Oh yeah. I'm happy with my kids. My kids be like that. Yeah, you was a little bit hard on us. Uncle, fuck! You had a house off your head. You always was in Whitney Houston in the car. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> you grew up cultured. Hey, you know what? We, all right, we can we can close we can close the show. Yeah, yeah, close yeah. We can close the show. Don't you laugh? Don't you fucking laugh? <laughs> we make a joke that joke. That, <laughs> Bro, that joke's do y'all a know the background behind this joke? Nah, okay, okay. So a little a little um context from the the, the DVA from the conversation. I'll be calling Joe a pirate because one night we were playing a video game Apex and he was barking orders to me and our friend Vontae, who we call Bat Vontae, because he's basically fucking Batman. And I was like, Joe, you sound like a goddamn pirate. And it started from there. So he called me Captain and I instigated Joe, further. But this is what happened. See, he always tells this part of the story. <laughs> These motherfuckers were lollygagging, and I'm like, bro, we got moves to make. <laughs> trying to survive out here. See, this is the problem I have with Aaron. Aaron is serious about life until it's time to be fucking serious. I'm trying to get a fucking dub out here, Aaron. Joe is that dude in the video game that's on your team that Leroy Jenkins that shit don't know when to cool it for just a little bit. Get your stuff together. Get your ammo. Make sure you healed up. Joe don't care. Joe don't care. I captain Captain Joe and this motherfucker barks orders all the time. Because he drives the boat. Oh, I, am real, I am the real captain. You can be the first. One. I'm sorry. You are definitely. I'm the blossom of this. I definitely be. I, I'll, I'll definitely buttercup. say like what? You're definitely buttercup. 
Yeah, I'm bubbling. Yeah, he's bubbling. I'm bubbling. I'm definitely bubbles. Remember they took her octopus? Oh, yeah. And you know what's funny? is Andrew, you can see it. I'm definitely bubbling. But I'm going to go ahead. And this is going to be my final point because I'm pretty sure Aaron probably about to wrap it up. I'm very proud of y'all in this room. Like, oh, thank you. like dead yeah, ass. This man. <laughs> thank you, Dwayne. <laughs> shout out, shout out to my body. Shout out to my body. I, like I need to see him more often. <laughs> shout, shout out to my body. No, guard. all jokes aside, like 23, 20 year olds, they're not having this conversation. Yeah. They're not even thinking on y'all level. So like the fact that you're able to sit here and challenge, like, I mean, granted, we're all in that same generation, but I, but me and Jeffrey, we're older. I'm 27, Jeffrey's 29. Getting old. You, boy, you're bad. But I'll tell you one thing, though, real quick. I was at the doctor. He asked, how old are you? I was like, 20. He was like, oh, okay. And I was like, <laughs> all right. <laughs> you look, man, you look 23, too. You look I'm like, young. yes. I was like, okay. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, so no, Jeffrey don't look twenty. Like even my mom, I'm like, we got we look a smooth five to ten years young. So if I yeah, can keep that going, I hope so. But she darker than me, so I don't know. My <laughs> grandma, eighty four, looks seventy. But no, I'm joking. I'm not, I'm not joking. Like all, except Aaron, I can't stand that motherfucker. <laughs> that nigga's not doing nothing with his life. He's Yard. fucking. I mean, he's great. He's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Read the cue card, Joe. Read the cue card. Man, this is why I have security man. in this Y'all studio are, now. Please continue, like, to continue having these conversations. Like, no, the, I'm going to tell you right now, the world ain't never going to agree with y'all. Y'all are always going to be the outsiders. But mm-hmm. I swear to God, like, I see so much potential from y'all because, I mean, I'm not going to hold you, like, especially you, man. <laughs> I'm not going to. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, yes, sir. But yes, no, sir. But all just aside, like, the fact that I would sit here and I'm like, man, like these boys actually challenged, like, you know, challenging us. And I was like, don't put your chest out with me, young man. To be fair, you didn't think it was challenged. I ain't getting challenged now, so I ain't. You know. No, but I will say, even within challenging, this is where we have, can, can differ with having these conversations and wrap it up here, is we can actually sit here and have a conversation and we're going to play the game later tonight. <laughs> I never, like, oh, yeah, I, I work from home tomorrow. We're getting on the game. Right, because it's like, like, like me and Aaron, like we've had like a this one conversation regarding music. Like we, like we've gone back and forth on a topic, and we've come to the terms that we're never going to agree on it. But we have our own opinions, and, and we the, we still respect. And that is the beauty. Do it, like, yeah. The fact that we did it, and no one got mad. Now I will say, you want to talk about a negative in the fucking black community? That is one. Motherfucker, don't get mad at me because we don't agree on a motherfucking topic. Exactly. I thought you were talking about me. I was like, well, sorry. Just because you loud doesn't mean you're right. Exactly. Just because you loud doesn't mean you're right. You're right, big dog. I'm going to quiet my voice down. I'm sorry for raising my tone. But that's the point. It's like I've had conversations like this with (laughs) black men and black women, and motherfuckers just bow out like, you know what, bro? You got it. You got Mm -hmm. it. Like, no, let's have the conversation. Talk about it. It's like like, not to go on about it. It's like I want to like having conversations with black women this past weekend. Tell me how Meg is innocent besides just she's a black woman. That is something that I do want to like. We can talk about no, that not later. this one. But, no, 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 no. but the communication piece but is it's really like, important. But it's yeah. like one girl was like, you just think I'm biased. I said, no, I don't. I said, personally, I just think that you're defending her. And if you're defending her, give me reason why so I we can love, have the conversation. I, I love, challenge, though. I love that booty. You, you nasty. Um, <laughs> That's my dog. I challenge, though, <laughs> in the situation of being able to have the conversation with people, right? Because I think this is something that people aren't aware of. 
you have the responsibility. If you say you want to talk to somebody that you don't agree with and have an open dialogue, you can't come in it with attitude and nastiness yeah, in your right. voice and your facial expressions, that's even right. if you have a feeling about it. Because once you do that, that's you throwing in their face, I think you're wrong. And I'm just about to tell you why I think you're wrong. Like, if Joe tells me the best color in the world is orange, I'm not going to like, <laughs> okay, whatever. And that's, and that's, <laughs> like, that's, and that's why, like, he's not here right now, but he's been on my show. Our roommate Tamaza, I will always give Tamaza this credit. He could disagree with you, but look at you with all the respect. Most respect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No matter what it is. He's like, okay, that's nice. And that's how we get better as a culture. Michael though. Jackson better than Stevie Wonder. Sorry. <laughs> that's how we get better <laughs> that's as a culture. The debate having those conversations. Like, I think we, as a culture, I, haven't not, been not, able not to in talk. Terms of who's like, in terms of who's a better vocalist, not in terms of like who's like overall better. If we, well, who you uh, saw with? He says Stevie's better vocalist. I said Mike. But I get why he says Stevie. But why? This might be the first time in history. I agree with her. And I might have to say I agree with him. <laughs> but, but, see, like, that, but see, the thing that we come to terms on is like no one's beating each other by like a country exactly. mile. No. It's like it's like it's a neck close. And, it's, no one's it's such, close. A, it's such a neck and neck like mm-hmm. debate. It's also where it's, at that point, it's no like one, personal. No one's beating anybody. Point. Someone's winning. Yeah, there's a difference. I mean, you, you know, uh, with that being said, everybody's opinion is based off their experience experiences and everything like that. Like. That's it. We can't think like, that people like, have to have like, the same opinions. That's the problem. I like think I think we've seen with politics too. It. Like everybody thinks we have to agree. If we don't, I gotta fight you because that's my yeah. cause. Like no. Like Aaron's favorite anime is Bleach, and I'm like, that's a very valid yeah. argument. I agree wholeheartedly. <laughs> mine, mine is One Piece, so it's like you know. And, and even mine, if you disagree, mine, though, mine is Death Note. I'm, I'm, and that's I'm, a very yeah. Like, that's I, solid. Like, I'm, a, I'm personally a fan of concise stories, as opposed to like now. Now I will give credit to One Piece, like. Despite how long it is, its One quality is has a way. Yeah. Ooh, my brother say, put me on. And that's what I say. Like when you ask me about, and yeah. that's like when you ask me about anime, I'm always gonna go for the underdog animes. Like if, if like not the underdog anime is like the characters in it. That's why like I love Ichigo, but Renji's my favorite character. I hate Renji. I hate that motherfucker. When Ichigo a, beat his ass. I was <laughs> yes to come out. He never. I hated him and I hate Rookie's brother. I said fuck oh no, I hated him. I hated him too. But it's like you like it just encompasses my identity. But that's another yeah, conversation. Yeah, yeah. No, but, and like and like for me, like when it come to when it came to Death Note, the intelligence factor is what God, really yeah. like the second episode where. L challenge Kira on live TV. Oh my God! That that one scene Death hooked Note, me on the whole. Death show. Note was my first anime that was not a shonen mm. that I was like, oh this shit's fire. Mm-hmm. I was like, I remember watching Death Note and I was like, this is gonna be stupid. I don't want I don't want to see a motherfucker be smart. I want to see motherfuckers <laughs> throw hands out here. The way that the way Light was doing Kira and um what was the other dude that came right out the um no not not Kira the way he was doing L and what was the other dude yeah. yeah the way he was doing them boys dude like, I remember when like he was um like when he was trying to like that one episode where um Light was trying to find a way to kill like the FBI mm-hmm. um informants like White yeah. and like uh-huh. and when he finally succeeded and like the look on her face when she was like so you going out in that road bitch <laughs> <laughs> and like cause, like that really just showed how determined he was to get what he mm-hmm. wanted but also showed how smart he was to think of a solution when shit kept failing but yeah. you know the other thing too is Death Note shows you that two truths can truly exist. Because Light always said, his one of his famous lines, it literally became like a TikTok sound, was like, I had to do what I had to do. Like, if I wasn't going to do it, like, I had to do what I had to do or the world wasn't going to change, basically. And then, um, but, you know, the, every antagonist that was in the show was like, bro, you can't go out here murking motherfuckers. And he's like, eh. 
And like the crazy thing is, like if if Light had like only focused on people who like were not innocent, mm-hmm. honestly, I feel like I would have sided with Light. But like when he started cut to, when he like when his God complex came out, yeah. that's when you saw that it wasn't a noble quest. But it was just a, it was more self serving. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Oh, is it? Okay. But we can talk about anime after the show. Also, okay. Hunter Hunter yeah. is good too. Hunter Hunter is very good. Top tier. Top tier anime. S tier. Haven't seen it. Wait, oh, oh. No, 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 stop joking. I said I haven't seen it. I didn't say it was bad. I just said I haven't seen it. That's before, why I'm before, beat before, you before, <laughs> about to say, before my security escorts Andrew out and, and throws Joe out like Jasmine Fresh Prince. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> this I is another aspect of black culture. I want to say this is like this. This is another aspect of black culture. But all this goes down to from the discussion tonight. MVP is Jer- Jeffrey. Jared's my brother getting mentioned even with that motherfucker. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's Jeffrey with a statement. It starts in the household. Yeah, it's, absolutely. It starts that. with what we educate our children on, how we communicate, and what we show them as well as what we don't. Like, yes, our, our offspring are going to be who they are. They're going to be investing everything into our culture. But as long as we did our best, that's what we that's can right. do. So I'm going to end the show right there on a solid note and honestly the best part of the show tonight. Thank you all so much for joining me. I'll catch you on another episode. I need to schedule this anime episode because I got some shit to yell at Joe about that we yelled about on the PlayStation. But oh, I, I see y'all later. I see y'all later. Joe, uh, real quick, anything from Unfiltered Brothers coming up? Um, nothing really big. We do have some new merch we're going to start pushing out um, probably late later in um, the summer, some shorts and stuff that we're thinking about doing. We are doing an open mic night um, July 30th. Um, that's the date we're planning for. That's the date we're probably going to stay at. Um, just check us out. You'll probably hear more from us um Later on, but other than that, just, just check just us out. Or is it, can they do oh, that? it's anything. If you want to go up there and fart for ten minutes, you can do. So you you're saying me and Eric can go up there and talk about you for ten minutes and hey, make man. jokes like a comedy set? I'm, I'm gonna tell you right now. I will be there. I'll buy the ticket right now. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna tell you right now. If y'all want to do that, the roast of Joe Tony. That's perfectly fine. <laughs> oh, that's the next event, nah. But I'm gonna tell you this. Event. Y'all motherfuckers gotta pay. Y'all gotta yes. pay to. Y'all have to pay me for this. How much you is it? How you gonna pay? You gotta pay me. You can't just much, walk up and do that shit. You on PlayStation? <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yeah, I'll rock it. Look, 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 <laughs> Name your price. Fifty dollars. I'll pay for you too, Jeff. You got a hundred dollars in my cash up. But anyway, this has been woke. This has been everybody. Thank you so much for joining us, and we will see you next time.